0: Welcome to the Articulate Ox Podcast. I am your host, Soma79. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me today. This is a great episode. We have our first return guest ever, Concept the Hastronaut, San Antonio hip-hop legend. Um, He was back on episode two. We talked about MF Doom, and he's decided to come back for a second round, where he is going to do the lightning round of questions, 79 questions from Soma79. Just a whole bunch of random questions about nothing and about everything at all. And we touch a lot on his new album coming out with Apollo Black called Dabs and Espresso. It is out on Dab Day, uh, 710. So that is, uh, this coming Monday if you're watching this the day it goes live. So definitely go check that out it's going to be everywhere streaming all those good places. Check out the concept the not on Instagram and uh Apollo Black as well. They are both dope and amazing. So hope you enjoy this episode. Concept's got a lot of great answers here. We had a lot of good time doing this. And uh yeah, all right. Peace y'all. Yo, welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast. I'm your host, Soma79. For the first time ever, we have a repeat guest, Concept The coming straight out of San Antonio, Texas. How are you doing today? Man, I'm
1: doing great. It's nice to hear you getting the
0: intro perfectly the first time now. (laughs) First time, man. I got the first time (laughs) this time.
2: I'm Hell a seasoned yeah.
0: vet now. I've done like 25 interviews since Since then. Man, and it's
1: incredible. I've watched, you know, at least five, six, seven of them. And uh, it's always, it's getting better every time,
0: you I appreciate it. I Yeah, Um, I think uh, we got Set the Tone T and Shadow coming up. Well, by this time, this airs, it'll already been out. But they're coming up soon. I think they're, they might be this week. I don't know. I'm losing track, but. That's super exciting, man. I
1: love their dynamic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their album's great. Redox, go check it out. It's available. It'll be available forever. Enjoy. Um, all right. So we're doing you're gonna be the second person to do the 79 question lightning round. First person was um Articulate Ox royalty, Katie Newton, and um she did it like a champ. Hey. Hey, we're going to, we're going to make, we're not going to make the mistake of waiting a half hour to start doing the questions. We're going to start them in pretty early, but let's talk a little bit about what you got coming up. So today is, well, not, is July 7th, I think Friday, July 7th, because Monday, July 10th is the, is the, uh, is international dab day. And yes, that it is. is the release of your new album with Apollo black dabs and espresso cover art done by yours. Truly. Um, yes. So that album, I'm very excited to hear that. I really enjoyed doing the cover art for it. It's coming out on International Dab Day 710. I'll say it again, on streaming platforms everywhere. What do you got to say everywhere. about this album, man?
1: Um, honestly, man, it is just like my um solidification of a subgenre that I've been kind of like playing around with for a while now, which is dab rap you know what I'm saying and dab rap specifically you know um which sounds kind of odd but to me it's like nowadays you can really cater your music sub genre to whatever you want you know what I mean yeah. neo sub soul you know what I mean there's just so many different types of labels nowadays I feel like um stoner rap in general needs a resurgence you know what I'm saying right. like we need to re-establish that stoner sub genre, uh, you know, you have your amazing people like Cypress Hills, your Afro your Devin the Dudes, uh, Far Sides, and Souls of Mischief, and just all of these artists that even if their content wasn't specifically about smoking, right. you knew if though if you right. saw those artists on the playlist, what type of music and vibe was exactly. going down. Yeah. Um, so that's the type of association I want. Obviously, you have the modern wave, your smoke dizzys, your currencies. Um, uh Snoop Dogg obviously dog, is yep. the biggest, yeah, biggest yeah. one to ever exist, you know. Um, so I want my name to kind of be uh felt the same way those names are felt when you brought up, you know
0: yeah that's cool man and i like and it's like you're comparing dabs to smoke i mean dabs are a little smoother they're maybe a little cooler it's i think your music sort of fits in that genre too because i think there's it's like i'm thinking about the stoner acts i know i'm thinking about you i'm thinking about dab music and i feel how that all sort of connects together yeah. like that man that's dope
1: For sure. I think uh, and even Apollo has uh, a naturally more down tempo, like smoother sound, a lot of jazz samples and stuff like that. But it's still very bass heavy, uh, which just like a dab is going to hit you just a little bit harder, you know, than, say, smoking and relaxing. You know what I'm saying? It has that instant impact that catches you and gives you that euphoria, you know, quite quickly. You know, Um, I feel like Apollo's music kind of does the same thing. You know what I'm saying? When you hear his beats.
0: Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, this is going to be one of my easier interviews because we've already done this before and I have all these questions. I got nicely toasted on some edibles beforehand. So. Um, you're getting stoned oh, yeah. today, so it's probably perfect, uh, probably <laughs> apropos. Um, cool, man. So any guest appearances on this? Um, That is
1: a good question. I honestly feel like uh, because of the. Dabs and Espresso is a part of a series of EPs that I plan on releasing. Uh, the first series was Hastroworld, um, which had a guest appearance on every song. Um, and that was kind of the theme of that EP, uh, you know, a smoking session, like anyone who dropped by the studio while we're getting dabbed out and wanted to hop on a track. I kind of just let that flow. You know what I mean? So. Um, it was some features that I haven't had before. Like, I hadn't had a song with Set the Tone T before. I hadn't had a song with Chubby Duckets a $100 before. Um, so that was a very experimental uh, EP for me. But with Dabs and Espresso, it was really going back to uh, me and Apollo and that core chemistry that him and I create, you know what I'm saying? So uh, will we have some guest features us? Uh, possible, you know what I mean? But at the moment, it's really just focused on uh, him and I, uh creating you know uh, a sound together and he's doing mo- he did all the beats on this correct mm-hmm. oh, excellent yeah definitely I can't say uh that I've had a project um any time in recent years that was produced by multiple producers um oh, word. Oh. I, yeah I really like that like alchemist mad lib you know, style, static st- static selecta, yeah. ninth wonder, uh, you know, where they pair with the MC and do an entire vision. You know, it's not just one song. One of yeah. my favorites actually is Buckshot and Ninth Wonder Chemistry. Yes,
0: it's a good album.
1: Yeah. Phenomenal. You know what I mean? So I, that's what I, you know, those are the types of projects that I look at when I'm working with a producer.
0: Word. Well, I got one of those coming out too. You're scaring the ducks, myself and Pillsy Beats coming out soon. Man, uh, you guys, soon-ish. is
1: definitely a good combination.
0: Thanks, man. Waiting on some guest features. Something I always said that I would never do again. But here we are. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, this is the thing about hip hop, though. It's always been a collaborative art form. Yeah. It was yeah. always meant to be about community. And that's exactly, honestly, what I feel about weed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in today's society, um, you know, we're a lot more reclusive, you know, and we're a lot more, you know, private nowadays but I feel like you still have that community connection that kind of being stone gives you, you know what I'm saying? You can almost recognize it without even having to smoke with another person.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And unlike alcohol, it doesn't make you want to fight or drive into a tree. So. (laughs) Absolutely. So, all right, man, well, let's get going to these questions. There there are definitely Mm -hmm. some questions in here that touched on, um, touched on the new album. Um, you have not seen, heard these questions before. So if there's anything you don't want to answer, feel free to just say pass. Um, on the last one, uh, Katie did, uh, did next one of the questions after it. I won't tell you what it was, but, um, it would have been great. No way.
2: Right. I think I <laughs> asked hey, you. This.
0: I think I do. One of the questions in here is the same question that she had me cut out. So we'll see. If, I'm not going to tell look, you this one, but we'll see.
1: I'm I'm not even worried, man. You know, what I'm saying I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, man.
0: Let's do it. All right. Um. All right. This is what I've been meaning. To, this is number one, this is, I've been actually meaning to ask you this for a while. It's my own personal curiosity. Have you ever heard of an '80s movie called Cloak and Dagger that was shot in San Antonio? I have not. Okay, it was starring the little kid from E.T. and Dabney Coleman, and it was this 80s movie where this kid has an imaginary friend, and um, he gets stuck in this weird um, video, the guy's in a video game, and there's kind of a murder plot, and people are getting shot in the face, and a woman's only got a couple fingers, (laughs) but it's a kid's movie, and I watched it all the time as a kid,
2: and and it's
0: all I knew about San Antonio. Um, And I just thought of it because I did, I interviewed um, a production group from up here called Cloak and Dagger a few weeks ago. I'm like, have you heard of this movie? And they're like, yeah. one of them's like, yeah, we're going to, we may sample that at some point, so
1: okay that's badass was the was the kid from et still a kid in that movie yeah yeah
0: it was around the uh, same time and the funny thing is like he has a little sister in that movie that you can tell they were trying to get exactly that drew barrymore from et dynamic with her because she's like little <laughs> they're like drew couldn't do this one but we got little drew or like you know so but check it out it's a weird movie i don't know like it's just it's it's all i knew about san antonio and it's from the 80s so i didn't mean to ask you about that but
1: i'm definitely gonna check it out check
0: it out um all right number 2 is Instagram more useful in promoting music than it used to be less useful or about the same
1: Um I think that it is more useful now because uh people have seen the path to success by using it I think at, at Instagram's inception it was mostly just about posting pics and giving insight into what you were doing on a day-to-day basis like a person might post a cup of uh, a cup of coffee you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't about like a intricate posts that grab your eye and do all of these things, you know? Uh, so I think now it's actually just way more tailored to promotion and that type of thing than it used to be. So it's a little bit better for it now. Um, I, I mean, you know, right. pros and cons to everything. You know the what beginning I'm of Instagram,
0: but, you actually, there was no music. You couldn't apply a song, there were no reels or anything like that. So it made it pretty hard in the very beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this just wasn't what it was for, you know? Yep.
0: Yep. Um, what is your earliest memory of hip hop?
1: Um, my earliest memory of hip hop is going into a, I think it was like a FYE or, um, some well, type of
0: entertainment. St- yep. Y- yeah. It was, they they bought out all the stores up. I used to go to as a kid, strawberries and Sam Goody and all that stuff.
1: Yes, exactly. And, uh, I bought the big Willie style album by Will Smith.
0: That is so funny because my either first or second cassette tape was DJ J Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He's the rapper on the DJ.
1: I feel like a lot of people's introduction to music buying and hip hop was Will Smith. Yeah. Like, at one point, he was the most popular rapper, pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Like, for a while, especially with his TV shows uh, and the movies dropping and stuff like that. Like, he was a household name, for sure.
0: Everybody called him corny and everybody bought the albums.
1: (laughs) I mean, and and to me, honestly, like, the corniness (laughs) was almost like, it was a part of his personality for me. You know what I'm saying? I feel like at a certain point in hip-hop, like, uh, it was okay to be corny you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah. that was it was cool that was just who you were you know
0: On the last episode we talked about that album but how it's the one i mentioned the, the Jazzy of the fresh prince the first one how it went from being dope to corny dope to corny dope to corny to dope now probably corny because nobody likes Will smith anymore but everybody loves jazzy Jaff. so it's just one of those things where it's like it just keeps changing but it's always been dope to me absolutely
1: right.
0: what are your goals for good her good herb in the next five years
1: um Honestly, what we are trying to accomplish is uh, providing like a venue and studio space, uh, hopefully with some type of multimedia uh, facility attachment to it, where we can be a one-stop shop for any type of artist, whether you want to, uh, say you want to come and work on graphics um, and then print those graphics and then, you know, put those graphics onto a garment uh, we want you to be able to do all of that in our facility. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to have the latest Procreate version or have an iPad and a stylus. Like you should be able to come um, to somewhere and have that done right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? I would like to have... Artists that are available uh, to people who want to come in and either show them or you know help them guide them through a project uh, right on the spot. You know what I'm saying? That's um, a really
0: cool idea. It's kind of like making an appointment with a tattoo artist and going in there and just like being like, "Well, you have a couple hours of my time. How can we work together?" You know?
1: Absolutely, the exact cool same idea. situation. You know what I mean? um And then being able to provide these garments, like maybe walk into like a small. Uh, walk-in closet space or something like that and pick garments and if we don't have them on hand uh, we can order them for you you know what I mean like uh, and that's just that particular side but I also want to be able to provide the recording part of it you know I'm in a studio right now um, also want to be able to provide a venue space that's a big thing that I'm into right mm-hmm. now is venue rentals venue bartering they get traded around like Pokemon cards, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. um, having my own space would uh, help generate a lot of money to open up the other avenues that I uh, want to do, you know? Yeah, it changes
0: the whole business model completely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and ultimately, uh, especially, you know, with me having a daughter now, like I really want to be able to teach um, hip hop theory and hip hop mathematics as far as bars, and, and and you know measures and stuff like that to kids you know kids who want to learn how to make beats um kids who want to learn you know the art of DJing and these types of things um i, I really want to be able to have a space that is uh safe and notable for those types of things as well you know what that's I mean? awesome
0: especially because yeah. i was a kid who grew up i i played sports i sucked out I sports to play them, i hated it there was, <laughs> there was a music program i could have done that wouldn't have been me playing the violin or like the recorder, I, if I could have gone somewhere and like in like scratch records, I would have been a whole different person, you know.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I feel the same way, you know. I wouldn't uh, have had I, all
0: those years of misery that made me the the strong person I am today. I could have been a happy kid <laughs> and a miserable adult. I don't know what's up. Uh, this is facts, though. I mean, those if yeti's. anything, I
1: think if it, it maybe would have just uh, it, it would increase the overall quality level of our genre. Yes. I think if there was more formal training at an earlier age available, yep.
0: you know? Yep. I definitely agree. Yep. Um, and that's funny. Cause everybody I talk to now, I took about a 10 year break off from hip hop and through the podcast. I've been re- reconnecting with people I hadn't talked to in a while. And a lot of them had the same thing. They're like, you know, I just took a year or two over the past decade and really learned it. And then it was different. And it's like, yeah. that's an important, it's like we, a lot of them learned it in their thirties, late twenties, you know, but it's, if you can learn it in your teens, it's, it's all the easier
1: so absolutely i mean you you i feel like you're so creative when you're young because you aren't scared you know what i mean like you don't have all of this like will people like it how many people will like it how far will it reach that's not really as much in your mind when you're young you're kind of just like hey this is what i want to do
0: yeah this is fridge worthy
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and that rawness is amazing you know all
0: right question number five will texas ever legalize weed
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. I yeah. certainly believe so because Texas is about the money, you know what I mean? And at this particular moment, you know, they're making more money from the criminalization of it uh, than they would have the ability to make from the legalization of it because they don't have the infrastructure in place to support legalization. A lot of people don't realize um, a lot of it is agricultural. A lot of it is, you know, right. Yeah, a lot of different things that people don't consider. It's not as easy as just, hey, let's legalize weed. Right. Then, uh, ship it,
0: then ship it over like the Mexican border. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that would take yeah. a few more law changes. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, uh, even a place like Florida, right? Let's take about the difference between Florida and Oregon. Florida, you must have vertical integration in your business. So you must uh, own your entire supply chain in Florida oh, in right. order to have a dispensary. Yeah, from the growing of
0: it to the processing didn't of it. I did even Is Florida medicinal or it's not recreational, is it?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's recreational I don't yet, think the certain... is
0: letting people get away with that. He seems to yeah, not
1: like. <laughs> but it's it's like openly medicinal, as in like, you know, tally style, like anyone can ah, get cool. a card. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's dispensaries all over. Uh, chain dispensaries that you would find in Denver and Portland as well. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, no, uh, I see them legalizing when it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Um, all right. Do you remember the first pair of really nice sneakers you ever had? Mine um, were a pair of when they first put out Reebok pumps. I in like 1990. I had a pair of purple and orange ones that actually had the the, the basketball pump on the tongue. Those are mine. What? Yeah, I was just a them, But I feel like that was like an earlier
1: edition. Like did they it was literally do...
0: the first or second year that pumps were out. It was it was brand new. Right. I felt that so crazy. cool. I was not. this was like back in like this oh yeah this was back this I was like a fifth grade this is like back in the steve Urkel days so it's like this is all we had you know that That was my risk for like two years
1: hey but listen i've never even seen them you know what i mean you had an exclusive pair of shoes yeah yeah
2: what about you um
1: i nice shoes um honestly i can't say that like fashion really became a part of my like Life really until later on, but I would say the first pair of really nice shoes I had was a pair of uh, Pharrell ice creams. He had these shoes that looked like bowling shoes at the time, oh, and they had like a uh, little symbols on them. Maybe it'd be ice creams or diamonds, money signs, etc. That was like amazing to me at the time to be able to uh, afford a pair of Pharrell ice creams. You know, I was obsessed with clips. And, uh, yeah. push, you know, T and yeah. Malice at oh, the time, yeah. uh, even Lil Wayne was starting to wear a lot of vape and ice cream at the time. You know what I mean? So,
2: yeah, cool yeah it, I remember I yeah, got my
0: first pair of Air Jordans in like my 30s and I was at, at Whole Foods of all places. And the guy in my groceries told me I was wearing them wrong because my pants were covering the top. <laughs> and I was, it was like, I was like, he, he's right. And I have been wearing them right ever since. So, you know, shout out to that kid hell yeah i mean now
1: in my later in my life i'm getting more jordans and stuff like that because spending over a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes uh now feels just more like inflation as to where at the time it felt like the most prized possession you could have ever purchased like
0: i i just bought uh, i want another pair of jordans but i don't really eat meat and i'm I'm kind of like i don't want to buy like leather and stuff anymore so i found uh, the eilish uh, put out a pair of jordans that were i guess vegan
2: but they only yes. came in
0: women's sizes so I had to get a size 14 and a half which I don't know <laughs> like you have to be like a WNBA all-star to like have to be able to wear this shoe but it fits me perfectly it and I love them so um they're 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 the, they're lime they're solid lime green are they the twos? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that they're the they're the throwbacks. They're um they're more of a retro style. I don't know the particular um Okay, like... okay. Yeah, you'll have to show
1: me, you know, yeah, me I later will. on Yeah, I, definitely, I of
0: definitely want to peep cuz uh, I like her uh
1: shoe designs honestly. Like yeah. I I was impressed with her jobs. I wasn't
0: It's funny. Like I wasn't I didn't really know her. I wouldn't feel any way about her one way or another. And I looked her up and I'm like, right. "Oh, she does kind of dress like me." I'm like, "This is <laughs> I was like, All right, perfect. All right. And I checked out her music and I liked it. So all right yeah it's definitely um good. let me see Ah, oh, oh. if you were a pro wrestler what would your entrance music be <clears throat> i i feel
1: like i it might honestly be uh Dell the funky homo sapien good hygiene oh, nice.
2: <laughs> i wouldn't <have> guess <laughs> like,
1: that yeah i feel like that look that beginning sample that that actually that, that, when,
0: that works man
1: yeah, when that comes in, like, because I want to come in smooth. Like, my, yeah, my yeah. wrestler personality is real smooth. You know what I'm saying? Like, plus we're, like, hugging on sweaty dudes all the time. Like, yeah. I just want to make fun of people for smelling bad in the ring and shit like that. Like, that would be my whole gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, I'd maybe pull out, like, a toothbrush and, like, stab them with it or something. You know what I mean? That's like,
0: perfect, man. Perfect. All right. <laughs> um, What song are you most excited about on Dabs and Espresso?
1: Hmm what song am I most excited about? And it's funny you should ask me that because the first song that uh, comes to mind uh, actually does have a feature voice on it. <laughs> so yes, there will be a feature on Dabs and Express. So I have a song with the homie Hollow, who is actually an artist himself um, and a big fan of your art as well. Um, oh, dope. We have a song together called Push It, um, which is produced by Apollo. And that song's my favorite right now. You know what I'm saying? It's a standout. Um, we performed it a couple of nights ago uh, uh, down here um, for a concert that they had uh, at the local venue. And uh, it went over pretty well. So, Sweet. Awesome. Can't
0: wait to hear it. Um, yes, yeah. All right. As I'm sure you know, denim shorts are often referred to as jorts. Do you feel that the term jorts is derogatory by nature or is it just an objective term to identify a specific type of clothing? And by that, I mean that if you refer to something as jorts, are you inherently making fun of them? Or is it just another word like shirt? This I know, the hard, questions, the hard questions. Because it's kind of like spork a little bit. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? but like, spork like, is, it is what it is. In a jort, yeah, it is it what is. it is. But when someone it says, someone said, hey, you're wearing jorts, I feel like there's always a little sass on it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say... I definitely feel like it's gonna be um satirical most of the time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you're definitely gonna be making fun of somebody wearing some jorts, but I mean, I feel like the immediate thing that comes to mind is the same clown posse and like anyone who is a juggalo and that whole yeah. Ginkgo type of vibe. So, yeah, I'm going
0: to go with ridicule. See, I think John Cena when I think shorts, but I feel like he's like the, it's like, it's like there's those two ends and neither of the, I mean, I like Cena, but it's like he's not. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's not. Dork. No.
1: He's a door. The either ends of those spectrums yeah. is a wild <laughs> spectrum. So is, there,
0: yeah, is there, yeah, <laughs> is there, is there, is there an excuse to wear a denim and shorts in between? I don't know. Tell us. Yes, leave it in the comments yeah
1: so, honestly right. i'm gonna i'm just gonna subscribe that to uh uh my favorite jorts are going to be uh daisy dukes <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's true and that, that's actually an interesting question because i feel like jorts are a man thing or yeah or like, exactly I feel like yeah, yeah, if a you, woman is wearing jean shorts is a different thing so don't it's totally it's like, you know, cool it's and I don't no even want to get too gender. It's up. just, you know, it's but like... Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, I'm like, you know what? Because jorts, I have, think, are really what? the long baggy ones, I guess. So maybe that's it. Exactly.
1: But is it because they're long shorts or jean shorts?
0: We might have to have a separate episode about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is let's is put deep. a pin this in this. is deep. All right. Um, <laughs> what's... Uh, what has changed in the San Antonio hip-hop scene since you've been a part of it? That's question 10. Um... I would
1: say, um, realistically, uh, when I first started participating in the scene, it was during the pandemic. Um, So a lot of people actually were not as active. Uh, Once the pandemic ended, you had a lot of people that were active before the pandemic uh, reactivating and coming into a whole different scene now because uh, people that have been throwing shows consistently throughout the pandemic, uh, like me, uh, people like AAG and Diversity, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people were throwing shows. So now I feel like um, the dynamic has raised the quality level more than anything. People care about having good sound, people care about having a handmade custom flyer, you know what I'm saying? Like the overall quality level of the shows has increased. Um, And that would be the main thing, the main difference I've seen personally, you know what I'm saying? It's just people caring more about the quality.
0: Okay. Question eleven: What song in your catalog do you think didn't get enough love, and why was it? I know produced by AP Beats, mixed and mastered by Pillsy Beats, featuring Apollo Black and uh, Soma Seventy Nine.
1: Um, because I I personally feel like um people didn't take the time um out of their day to dedicate to um supporting great music. You know what I mean? I think that if people really Uh, have a second or at least a minute, they should definitely go to all streaming platforms and stream the most underrated track of the year so far, which is, I know, by Soma 79, AP Beats, Concept,
0: and uh, follow black, yeah, Mixed with pillsy beats. What, what I appreciate that that's only one of two that really is my secret plug. But what, um, <laughs> what how about for the rest of your catalog? What do you think is a track that some of the people may have that doesn't have the the, the listens that you want and that you think it deserves based on how you feel about it? I don't say I don't like using the word deserve, it just sounds like you're it's entitled, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. the hidden um, gem in the concept catalog? The
2: hidden
1: gem, um. I have a song that is actually my least streamed song of all of my songs, and I have like over a hundred something songs online, and I actually feel like the verses in this in this song are like the the deepest and like most real verses I've ever written. You know what I'm saying? So it's just very funny that uh um, no one no one has heard it.
0: Let's blow it up. What is it?
1: Um, what is the song called? Uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> right, right, I gotta remember. Um, and it's like I know the words, I know everything. Selfish,
0: that's what okay. it's called. So, yeah, it's
1: so selfish. Yes, go that's what that. it's called. Go
0: scroll all yes. the way to the bottom and find selfish. I'm
1: talking, you gotta really go down to the yeah. bottom,
0: man. It's uh, you know. It's- that's that's brilliant. Oh, that's and control. I just
1: lied. It's actually called uh, so helpless. Okay, so helpless.
0: Okay, so helpless. <laughs> um, yeah. all right. Is there anything that the Kashi 69 can do to save his career? Mm.
1: I mean, yeah, I feel like there's always a path to redemption nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, unless you are going to. Uh, prison, you know what I'm saying, for some type of heinous crime. I really don't see uh you know him losing any type of core fan base and stuff like that. Um a lot of the youth and younger people that listen to him um don't care about right. any Thing else you know what i mean like it just doesn't matter that's you know? a good so, point yeah
0: and i'm somebody too who I he's one of those people that i love watching from afar because the show is insane and i do absolutely. really like like one or two of his songs so i'm just sort of like this is an interesting and i, I mean the guy's just he's, he's is yeah, wild he's, yeah it's wild it's it's it's. it's okay. <laughs> I'm curious to see how that how that story evolves um I mean, if
1: anything man i just hope that he stays sober and doesn't uh you know uh commit any foolish anymore you know what i'm saying foolish right. crimes
0: well i think over time we'll find out whether he's somebody who's extremely narcissistic and sociopathic or if he's somebody who got caught up in the wrong situation is going to find his way back because he's going to end up going in one of the, the, the truth will reveal itself in time so absolutely you know um do you think mad villainy two, like not the remix album but an actual one of new tracks will ever be released no
1: I don't, I don't think that there is enough back catalog.
0: No, they, no, there has been talk um, that it's eighty-five percent done, and Madlib is saying it will be released. But Madlib has said many times many things will be released, and they have not been. So I, I, I don't think it's ever dropping. I think too the biggest obstacle, and this is my speculation, is that. <clears throat> There's been issues with Stones Throw, and it seems like Doom's family, and I think Overlook those missing rhyme books, and I don't want to like, speculate too much on this. I have no information. Oh but yeah, that whole it, situation. Yeah, that yeah, leads yeah. me to believe that they may not be totally in sync with each other, and that stuff like that can delay. So that was my, you know, but whatever. Well, I don't I have any information on that, but just that's my thought. All right. For sure. How, uh, question fourteen: How do you overcome creative blocks or moments of self doubt?
1: Um. Normally, I just take a step back, honestly, and uh, focus on something else. Um, I think usually when you enter into those mindsets, is because you're hyper-focused uh, and you are now developing unrealistic expectations for yourself in the moment. You know what I'm saying? And you really need to just step back and get back to uh, the mindset that was positive enough for you to create in. You know what I'm saying? So normally, I just take a
0: break. You know, the, the nothing... Perfect- Oh, oh, sorry. The perfect okay, analogy saying, for the yeah. oh, sorry. The perfect analogy for that is when your car gets stuck in mud, and if you keep spinning the wheels, you're not going to get anywhere. You have to stop not and think all. about a new approach and take a minute. You know, it's that's what happens with, with my brain, at least. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm the same way. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I'm trying to do this with my glasses on, so I'm really at an advantage disadvantage. Um, all right. What are some of the weirdest things people have ever messaged you on Instagram? Because I I get some weird messages. I don't want to blow anybody up here, but I definitely get some stuff like not from like bots, from like real outlets. right, yeah, real
1: people. Um, yeah. real people definitely. I think the most interesting thing I get really is um, people like being very like brash and how they expect stuff from you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just people being very like, yo, um. I need you to do this, this, and this. And uh, can you put me on this? And I have this artist and this, this, and this. And I'm like, hey, man, let's start from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Who are you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Who are you representing? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like uh, a lot of people are just very uh, pushy. You know what I'm saying? I also get a lot of scam. You know what I'm saying? A lot of rap scam stuff, uh, which is super annoying all the time. And I'm not even talking like, you know, uh, Hip Hop 365. I'm talking like like um uh local scams you know what i'm saying like people who go from city to city trying to scam locals you know so uh, showcase actually,
0: i haven't seen oh so this, this is for people who don't know cuz that's not something we experience much up here at least i don't get them just heads up to people what are those scams like and how can people avoid them
1: okay so if you see any type of stock flyer um interchangeable stock flyer uh, type of profile DM you talking about? They're coming in town with this artist, this artist, and this artist, and you have a great opportunity to open for this. And it's some type of city to city situation. More likely than not, they are obviously trying to just generate more followers and you know uh, engagement and money. You know, what I'm saying for themselves, and then probably most likely to not, you know, what I'm saying charge the local artists in the right. city. Um, and most of the time it's not even incentivized. You can't even recoup your money from the situation. Um, you know, uh, always do your research, you know what I'm saying? Really, you know, find, if, if you can find somebody who actually knows the person, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. If you're not, Yeah. And if you're not able to do that, there's probably a reason, you know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. So you just gotta be careful, um, with the, because, you know, it's it's natural to be hungry for opportunity. Right, you know, what I'm saying they're taking advantage of
0: people who who just who want to hear good things about themselves to some degree too. I was just about to say to ego is themselves.
1: a large part of it too. You know, what I'm saying you want to feel like your music is finally getting some attention, and you got people from out of town noticing what you do. um But they really just found you through algorithms and other people's follows. It's, right. They probably haven't even really heard your music.
0: You know. Yep, definitely. um all right, so this is something that I keep meaning to ask you, and I'm just going to ask you now. Do you have any work you need me to do in the next month or so? Because I'm trying, like, artwork, because I'm trying to, like, you know, figure out my schedule, and I keep forgetting to ask you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. And you can get back to me uh, on that one later. I just wanted to make sure that I uh, got it in.
1: Yeah, not for sure. Um, not, not that I can think of, off, like, immediately. The only thing that I have been made right now is a tour flyer um, that Hollow is making. Um, and it's themed uh, after uh, Captain Planet.
0: <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's yeah, awesome. yeah.
1: So he's flipping the Captain Planet shit to the characters in the Good Herb clan, Have you ever you know seen
0: the um, the funnier die sketch where Don Cheadle plays Captain Planet? No, I haven't got a fun. This is like maybe 10 or 15 years old. I hadn't seen until recently. It is amazing. He gets like hungry with power. It's it's nuts. It's just, it's, it <laughs> was like, Don yeah, he's he's so funny. He's he's um, yeah, Don yeah. is
1: hilarious. Bro. All right.
0: Um, so 2023 is the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Where do you see hip hop in 2073 when we're at the 100th anniversary? Um. I see it not existing um i think we're all gonna be gone to be honest with you
1: (laughs) yeah it's gonna be um like you know an archaic genre like jazz that some obscure youngsters probably participate in you know what i'm saying um and that is gonna be something that is found to be a more uh like classy um like it's gonna be played in in more mature areas you know what i'm saying because it's going to be a much more old genre at the time you know what i'm saying um i think music is i mean hip-hop is already kind of you know in like half pop half trap you know it's already kind of fading into something else so i don't think it's going to be yeah no there's not no new hip-hop in 2073
0: yeah uh, yeah it's it's like how many more times can it reinvent itself
1: (laughs) yeah it's It's that
0: yeah it's like you're gonna sample something so much you you have it back to the original song it's like that's essentially what it'll it'll somehow eat its own tail all right question crazy (laughs) mark my words um question 18 if you were a hip-hop artist in an alternative universe what would your alternative stage name be and this is a question brought to us by Chat GPT because we were originally supposed to do this interview next week we decided to do it at the <laughs> last minute and I didn't have any questions so a few yeah. of these came from Chat GPT
1: Shout out Chat GPT I haven't used it myself but I love like hearing the amazing things this app can do you know what there's mean? this like, new
0: app called Lately though I was going to get I was talking to your man Mike about it who was on the podcast before and it's 179 a month but it'll edit your videos for you and allegedly find the best parts and I was like uh, yeah, 179 a month a month it does other things too but like it'll right, right. Like, I'm not doing how well it, yeah. if it
1: can make you music videos though
0: no it can edit like this video i think it can be like um it's like, I think what I was trying to find something to do is a way to make clips so I could release five you minute things, but like, it's a lot of time and effort. And so, when I was talking to Mike about it, what we came down to is oh, when I watch, when I edit it, I can see that my voice wave looks different from other people. So, I'll just clip it around that and go, I'm going to, oh, I ask a question there and I'll just let it go until I see myself. Mm-hmm. So, that's how we got down from me spending, uh, I don't know, like $200 a month times $2,500 $2, a year to spending nothing. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's it that was not an option, really. Um, so what would your alternative uh, stage name be? Alternative stage, um, an alternative
2: it would prob- universe.
1: It would probably be like like I really want. I wish I could change my name, like Concept X, like Zev Love X. You know what I'm saying? Like I my permission. Love- you know what I mean? Like, X the Unknown. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I would definitely love to have some, like, variation of that uh, in my name for sure. Like, I might create that persona later. You never know. Yeah. You know Everybody I mean?
0: start calling him that. No, no. <laughs> right? Um, uh, nobody steal the Instagram. The, uh, all right. <laughs> How do you stay motivated and inspired to create new music?
1: I'm a firm believer in that you have to live life in order to uh write like the kind of music I write just in a sense of like it's life derivative um I'm not like a fantastical writer you know what I'm saying like I I can't really do a lot of imaginative and like imagination stuff I really write for the lethargic feeling of uh um that's not the word but well, You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. For the feeling
0: of um uh, I you know, re- I I could tell it wasn't where I can't. um It's
1: like uh, it's for that release, you know what ther- I mean? Like Yes,
0: yes. Um, therapeutic. So it's like
1: yes. Well okay. that, yeah, that's that's definitely a center now. I'm gonna use it. Right. So it's like it's a ther a very uh therapeutic feeling getting to uh write that stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Like what's happening in life, what has happened, uh memories. I don't have a very good memories, so Uh, when i remember stuff i really like to incorporate that into the raps all
0: right um what is the wildest party you've ever been to without getting anybody indicted party yeah party or i guess it could be a concert gathering i guess um i would say honestly
1: um uh because uh i actually uh saw my homie recently in july uh his name is Adam. We used to be like in a little rap group together, you know what I'm saying, in New Orleans. And I distinctly remember like his persona in the rap group just being the guy that pissed people off so much that they wanted to beat him up. But he could not fight. We <laughs> so it always, one of those you know, in our group too. <laughs> yeah, like he's always the instigator, but he can't scrap at all. So it always be the homies having to jump in and save him. And I just remember one epic frat house brawl that was just so hilarious um there was like skateboards involved there was all types of stuff going down and uh yeah that was just a really fun night man like nobody got in trouble nobody was injured or anything like that it was just really uh it's always and now he's actually touring with the killers so it's like yeah yeah it's just crazy to see you know how far people come and uh yeah. You know how yeah, he's it's a, funny <laughs> that
0: that quality of being the person who like because the the people I'm thinking of that were like that, it worked out pretty well for most of them in the long run. And I, mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's just they have to they they they're extrovert and have to grow into it or something, but usually those people don't step on the mouse trap and you know they usually avoid it until they mature a little. So that's good.
1: Right. He's definitely doing way, way better now. And uh shit, I think with anybody when you have such a long uh history with them shit uh all the parties and memories are going to be dope you know what i'm saying like that whole time period was beautiful
0: all right no question 21 who would your dream collab be
1: um shit at this point it'd probably be elzai honestly you know which is something that is like a hundred percent possible yeah so (laughs) you know what i mean so like that would you know, that would definitely, I've be done it maybe.
2: <laughs> it's, it's possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what I'm like, it's a hundred percent possible. So, uh, yeah. that, or maybe sci High, I would love to, uh, have a song Sci High. Yeah.
0: The one that I kind of want that I haven't got yet is Saigon. He's a big fan of my, I'm a big fan of his, and, um, I'd love to work with him. I like him.
1: Saigon. His music is hard as hell, man. I love
0: his shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually right now got to, I'm working, I don't know if I told you this, I'm working on a song with Percy P. Who's I'm a big fan of. Um, okay, nice. From uh, he he was the one of the reasons I quit rapping for ten years. I heard one of the songs with Diamond D called Two Brothers from the Gutter," and I was sitting in traffic, and I'm just like, I'm a fraud. I can't. This is. I felt <laughs> utterly outclassed, and I was just like, right. "Yep, that's it. We're done. I'm gonna start drawing." So now to do a song with them to me feels uh, gratifying. So, um, all right. Who is a rapper whose name you've been hearing for years, but you don't really know any of their music?
2: It was a, that's um, a tough one because
0: I was trying to think of who that would be for me and I was struggling to come up with it. But
2: hmm.
1: I feel like I do a relatively good job of listening to like a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But maybe I would go into like the hip hop, hip hop genre. Like I haven't heard a Tom McDonald song. Uh
0: i only know him because he dissed mac lethal who i've worked with a few times and i was like who is this guy
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so like a person like that that i've definitely heard
0: his name like a lot but i have not heard a song uh by him i wasn't aware he was that big that's funny because i remember when he dissed mac lethal i was like is this i you know and then i get i looked him up he was he was pretty big so yeah
1: he's big he's definitely big
0: all right um is is if there was a part of your responsibilities or tasks associated with being an independent hip hop artist, promoter, whatever, that you could pass off to somebody else and know it would get done, like what what's the part of it you'd most be willing to or want to give up?
1: Um, promotion for sure. The like da- yeah, daily content creation and promotion. I would yeah. certainly pawn that off to some fucking intern. oh yeah (laughs) i'm always
0: thinking i'm like can i get what is there a college credit somebody can get off me (laughs) you know what i mean like what the fuck right you know
1: and they're so much better at it yeah and that's also a large part of it too is that they're so in tune with it and just have such a natural um ability to use these apps to create you know tiktok and the reels and stuff like that um i would love to be more creative in that area um so that would be useful
0: uh, what is the hardest you've ever laughed?
1: Um, definitely on shrooms. It was 100% on shrooms. Um, I'd say the most recent one I can remember is uh, I was in L.A. with AP Beats. Um, we were visiting a homie of mine, or, or, and uh, we were in Costa Mesa, uh, which is south of L.A., yeah. And I remember the homie was like, yo, we're going to take some shrooms. We're going to end up going out to eat and we're going to do this, this, and this. And I was like, cool, man, let's do it. You know, we had to set up a studio on the Airbnb. We took one G, one G of shrooms each. And he told us they were strong. But, you know, I was like, man,
0: it's one grand. We're going to be, yeah. you know,
1: giggling a little so bit. I was going to ask you
0: what your dose, because my dose is usually like half to one. I I, I don't take over one anymore because it, just, it becomes unpleasant for me, but I love it below that. Since then, I have not
1: tried to take more than one because I geeked so hard that I don't think I need any more than yeah. one, you know, uh, especially with like a good batch, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Um, you know, obviously, shrooms are different than when we were young, you know what I'm right. saying? They got so many different types of strains, they're not even grown in the same materials anymore, you know what I'm saying? So much cleaner. So, um, but yeah, so I was laughing my ass off, we were watching. I want to say uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy or just something that's not even that funny.
2: Yeah. And those I movies, every not...
0: Guardians of the Galaxy movie has made me cry. Actually, that's why I've been nervous to see the third one because that oh one day I was like oh, I think we, I wanted to go see it, but I'm like I think that raccoon's gonna make me cry again. <laughs> and like I'm like I don't have that in me today. It's super sentimental. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's just a beautiful production. I just love yeah. the visuals of it. It's
2: and like everything. it's the family they choose does not, not a Real family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like. It's like
0: Oh my God! I love you, Chris Pratt.
1: <laughs> Yo, that's right. funny.
0: Yep. All right. Um, let me see. How do you incorporate your personal experiences in your song? you've already kind of touched on that a little bit. But is there anything more um, to, to that? Uh, I would
1: just say honestly, uh, my biggest thing is telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? If anybody was to go back through my rhymes and just like fact check or do any type of, you know what I'm saying, deeper dive, I just want, you know, everything I say to be, you know, representative of me and like factual, you know, that's, that's really the most important part to me, uh, especially, you know, authenticity and hip hop, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's more important than being from some type of, uh, rugged background is really just being true to yourself, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's why, I, you know, uh. You know, whoever listens to my music, the few people that do, I feel like that is part of the reason they do, you know?
2: Yep.
0: All right. You are locked in a log cabin for a month with everything you need to survive. Before going in, you are asked to choose between a yo-yo and a Rubik's Cube. Whichever you pick, you'll have to master during your month in the cabin. Which one do you choose and why?
1: I'm choosing a yo-yo for sure. I have a lot of experience with yo-yos. Oh, Um, all right yeah yeah we used to get you know yo-yos from the corner store uh, we put like the little uh chips in them like we called them brains at the time so we'd have the brains in the yo-yo so they could sleep longer um What's... we could do trips i can rock the cradle like baby in the oh, cradle shit. so
0: you're already a master
1: is it that you're can scared of
0: the rubik's cube <laughs> yes.
1: um i think it's more so i'll get bored of the rubik's cube honestly like the number of things you can do with the yo-yo and the string That's very true yeah is just so much more versatile. I'll probably get into some swinging tricks uh, and stuff like that, you know.
0: Thing about a Rubik's cube is it's near impossible if you don't have a strategy because I i for one period of time I was like I want to get really good at Rubik's cube then I left it in my backpack and it melted with a pack of Orbit gum and I decided <laughs> <I> to <didn't really laughs> talk about Rubik's cube <laughs> yeah, so, like why would you? You know, but why? Yeah, because yeah, I'm you know a nerd. That's why. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would
1: think the yo-yo was your thing then because they had I, the have, I had I had a yo-yo.
0: yo-yo. I'm a dunk. I like the dunkin butterflies. I had a green one. So. Yeah. 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 Um. How, question number 27 how dumb was that last question
1: uh I, I like that question because uh yo-yos were just a very big part of my childhood believe it or not you know what I'm saying? Like, just like paying playing jacks was a big part of my childhood like i don't know i'm old yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm older yeah, <laughs> yeah, <than> 44 exactly. <laughs> you know like i used to cop all these things from the corner store when it was time for entertainment you know
0: yep yep i know what you're saying um If you were a hip-hop artist in a video game, what would your special unlockable move be? Man. Um. (laughs) I'm not a big video game guy. This is another AI question. I would
1: know. I would definitely say uh, maybe like some type of like, like I'd like mm, disappear in a cloud of smoke. That's a good one yeah like like yeah i like like i teach yeah. the blunt real Honestly, now and you just, see me
0: now you don't type you know, you don't,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah. and then come over your head with like an overhand elbow or something you know what i'm saying out of nowhere like some crazy shit like
0: yeah. that i'm just realizing i was staring at, a, at my glowing pac-man sign as i was saying i'm not really a video game person so i don't <laughs> believe what you want to believe i guess i'm not as real in my podcast as you are in your apps so.
1: <laughs> you're like uh, i do have a
0: yeah, pac-man I'm, here yeah i'm like I literally actually can reach right down here and have this thing.
1: <laughs> I got my switch right next to me so I feel you man. Yeah.
0: But this is the this is the old school Nintendo um cheat controller that we had as a kid. This is the original Nintendo one where it had the um the bu- where you could hold down buttons for you and control the speed of them. So uh, this was how we cheated back in the day cuz I would never a uh, game genie. Um hey, All right. That thing uh, is retro. For years, there were rumors that people like Tupac and Elvis were still alive. Do you think that any celebrity has ever successfully faked their own death? No, I don't, I don't believe so, so, honestly.
2: Yeah, I think it's too I hard. Think I, uh, yeah,
1: I think uh, literally, um, My bad. Uh, literally, it. I believe that it is contradictory, like those two things, like the ability to fake your death and being a celebrity. Right.
0: Um, to not get credit for it i think would be um difficult
1: (laughs) right right well i mean just one of those things where if they were successful we wouldn't know they were successful
2: right i just think (laughs) it's funny
0: that so people are so quick to say stuff like that in some cases but it is tremendously hard to do something like that and to pull it off especially if you're recognizable
1: it it is uh damn near impossible you know what i'm saying but it is not impossible
0: no they, I just read an article the other day about a guy who broke out of prison after killing some some teens in, like, the Midwest years and years ago. And they found him, you know, married twice with kids in Australia when he passed away, like, 10 years ago. It, it happens, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, not to mention, man, with the number of uh, people who have, like, purchased islands and stuff like that. Like, wealth yeah. is just different nowadays. And everything's for sale, including domicile. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yep, yep, yep um how do you know when to end a recording session um question 30
1: honestly for me uh it's when i start to doze off
2: are you, like, you um, at
1: night recorder or uh no I, truthfully i prefer to record during the day like in That's the different. morning and stuff like that i like that like fresh morning energy and whatnot um typically by the end of the day i've been smoking all day so i'm a bit more groggy and whatnot um but also in my older age I'm just not as active later in the night as I used to be um but at the same time like uh I just honestly prefer recording um like when I have a lot of time I don't like rushing
0: yeah you know I asked you another question I'll touch on that pretty shortly so we'll get to that in a minute um If you're a uh, question 31, if you're an out of town or visiting San Antonio, what are the best local spots to visit?
1: Ooh, I would definitely say you want to stop by Hondros, um, which is a patio type bar on St. Mary's strip, which is like our local bar strip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say you want to visit Hondros. I would definitely say you want to uh, visit uh, Josephine theater, uh, which is a theater here that puts on like all different types of productions, man. They had like a, a cat circus where oh, they sure. had cats uh come and just do, you know, cool cat tricks. Like these weren't um obviously they weren't being abused or caged right. or anything of that nature. They were just doing cute
2: cat tricks. Cats don't um, do anything they don't want to do. So if a cat yeah, is there yeah, doing exactly. a trick, they're doing That's they what, do it. So it
1: was they had on little cute little outfits and stuff like that. Um they've also done like uh, Elvis tribute renditions. They do all types. It's a theater. They do all types of stuff and they are very, very supportive of the community. Uh, food wise, man, San Antonio, um, is a little tough with the food. Um, but I would say if you are into brisket and barbecue and all of those types of things, very delicious steak, um, you're going to want to go to a restaurant here called Tuasador, um, and, and they have a great lunch happy hour. Probably the best in the city. Everything's like half off. Uh, so cheap people like me can eat fancy food.
0: Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, I'll be down there for that cat circus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. Uh, who is more annoying? The people who just discovered Doom after he passed away or the people who complain about the people who just discovered Doom since he passed away?
2: Uh,
1: the people who complain, for sure. Because why would you not want someone uh to continue to get uh recognition for what they dedicated their life to you know what i'm saying you just sound like a huge hater to me uh trying to stop someone from being keeper, yeah yeah like what you know what i mean like what are you even talking about and also you it's not saying? like
0: this is a case where he's going to become more popular it's going to go to doom's head and he's going to be a different person he's gone unfortunately yeah so it's yeah, like yeah exactly. it's almost like i would talk before on different episode hip-hop's done a great job keeping the legacy of jay dilla alive he's been gone since like 2006 it doesn't feel it's almost been 20 years um right. and then it doesn't feel that way and i think you know hip-hop's gonna do the same thing for doom i mean doom's legacy it should be growing you know it's absolutely it's, you know so, agreed, agreed very much. And I also, I'm not into the all caps. It's like, I do always type in all caps because I don't do them because I don't want to hear anything about it. But like, it's, I'm not, I wish, I wish he had come back and just say, no, that, that's ridiculous. I can't stand um,
1: it. I I feel both ways about well, it. Well, it's, you know it's like saying? I don't like
0: the people who yell at other people about it who are just like, right, no, because right, right. I'm in a Facebook group where I think you can get kicked out for not using all caps. I'm just- I'll like, oh, see
1: that, yeah, that's a bit extreme. I do like when people reference- uh, the line from uh, the song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean. All caps when you spell me
2: the name.
0: I um, got this. That's artist thumbs in the UK. I picked this thing up off of him. He made a limited number of these Garfield uh, MF Doom things.
1: Oh, that is very cool. Metal and it cross. says
0: warning all caps when you spell the cat's name.
1: Hey, that is very cool, yeah,
0: it's dope. I love this thing. see
1: and, and that's another thing. I love all like doom merch, you know, and like doom inspired art and doom inspired merch, like none of it to me is like i like you know what I'm saying I love it all i I could never hate on somebody like wanting to be a doom fan. He's just not the type of artist where you are upset about stands and like you know new fans like
2: yeah.
0: The other thing too is Doom's music, if you don't like it, you're not going to stick around and bother to say that you're like, that he's great. Cause it's not, it's not easily accessible. I mean, maybe it is more now no. than it used to be, but like, um, you know.
1: Right. But, I mean, it's definitely, even uh, my boss uh, at my job, uh, literally told me uh, a few weeks ago that he just discovered Doom. Like yeah. he was planning him, and, and maybe this is another thing about Doom fans Um I assume anyone I hear listening to doom openly has known about doom for a long time. Right. I never assume that anyone listening to him is a new fan. Right. Right. (laughs) So that actually took me completely by surprise. And I was like, yo, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank you for discovering doom because you're on the right track.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It's funny, too. Sometimes you'll see someone who passes away, a name I've heard of and didn't really know. And then I'll look up their music. I'm like, oh, they were good. And it's like, am I supposed to be like, oh, well, it's too late for me? Like,
1: <laughs> right, right, right. What nah, are we absolutely. doing here, people?
0: You know, all right.
1: Honestly, uh, there's been artists that I didn't realize were uh, no longer with us um, once I already became a fan. So.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, for sure. Um, where did the title Dabs at Espresso come from?
1: Um, It actually came from uh, a, a derivative of "Cushion Orange Juice" by Wiz Khalifa. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, that notable mixtape yep. uh, that he that he had. So, kind of just a, a play on that, you know what I mean? And that's kind of why uh, the the cover has like kind of currency uh, vibes to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of the 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 vibe I was
0: going for with it. Um, so that's weird that you're explaining to me why the cover that I did is the way it is. This is new information to me. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, I, and, and that's the funniest thing about it is, uh, when you work with someone for long enough, like you kind of already kind of like know what is, you know what I'm saying? You kind of know what the vibe is going to be.
0: It's funny because, like, back in the day, if someone asked me to do an album cover, I'd be like, well, let me hear the album. But now I don't even think to ask like that. It's almost like irrelevant. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, what are you right, going right. for? It's like you realize mm-hmm. that it's like you can just cut right to the chase and I'll hear it when it comes out, you know.
1: Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I feel like the cover art kind of um, determines the sound of the album in a sense. It's weird
0: you say that because I don't know how it's, it's putting that into words is difficult, but you are right. Like I, and like I, and it's like, you you say you can't judge a book by its cover, but I think in a lot of cases you can judge an album by its cover.
1: Yes, you absolutely can, especially in hip hop.
0: Right. I, every time I get like a, buy like a big thing about big thing order, big thing of records, I sometimes work in these places in Germany where we can get good deals on records. I'll always buy one that just by the cover in the vibe. And almost every time I get something amazing, it's, it's yeah, crazy. So absolutely,
1: yeah. man. Definitely an important part. And honestly, um my run of albums would not have been the same, you know what I'm saying, without your artwork. You know what I'm saying? The recognition I got for the albums, uh, the way that people respond to the albums. And I know a lot of those people have hit you up and told you, you know, what I'm saying directly, you know what I mean? Just like I, you know, how much uh the art does, you know, mean to them and kind of affect how they view my music, you know what I'm saying, in my situation. So um, shit, I appreciate it greatly. You know what I mean. It has taken me to different places and levels. Um, the homies might be going out to Alaska to perform. You know, so yeah.
0: that's per- perfect. Cause now I have a clip for the promo. So now I'm glad. You had to <laughs> Speaking of Alaska, um, and I really appreciate that. I don't want to go much past. But something weird happened the other day. So remember, like when we were talking about that thing with um, you sent me that picture that said Soma, and I I mentioned it on the intro of the first episode. Where you would mm-hmm. send me that? Okay, and he would send me a picture of a graffiti thing called, from Soma that said Soma that was taken in like 2012, like long before we ever talked to each other. And there was a picture of a cat there. And when you sent me that, I had sent you a picture that I did when I was a very little kid of like the same cat in the same colors. And it was a weird, bizarre kismet moment. Same, something very similar happened the other day with this this dude. By this point, I, don't, I think his episode might be next week. I yeah, it'll be next week. Um, wordplay the flyest MC from Juneau, Alaska. I interviewed him the other day. This this kid just cracked me up. He's so dope. He raps, he battles under a Pokemon mask and he raps without it sometimes too. But he's 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 been doing this for like a, yes than a year and he's killing it. So we're working on right. some songs with him. But he mentioned Oh, y'all me got
1: some songs coming?
0: We're working on one. We're working on one. So hey, let's we'll start talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he mentioned to me that his album cover that someone he's working on is going to be based on this, like poking some, some, not Pokemon, but some anime related thing that had a wanted poster on it. And I don't know anything about anime. So I was like, I don't really know what you're talking about, but you know, I, whatever. So to this morning I'm lo- I'm sitting at my desk right here and I look to my right and I see my, um, this external hard drive that I've had for years and it has this sticker on it. And I send it to him. And I'm like, is this what you're talking about? He's like, yeah, that's exactly it. Now, I don't know where <laughs> the sticker came from. I don't know how it became my possession. It's been on this old hard drive forever. And it was the exact thing that he was talking about in that moment.
1: That's crazy. I was
0: like, all right, man, that's a sign. We're doing some stuff together. <laughs> so he stuck with me for that, whether he likes it or not. But
1: And that dude is awesome, by the he way. Is. You know what I mean? That's uh, who I've been chatting, about, uh, chatting with about going to Alaska. So, oh, were you been talking to him? Sweet,
0: yeah, yeah. He, yeah. the dude, he's great, man. I, I, I was a fan of him right away. I was, I was so <laughs> glad. And we'll, there's another question that sort of touches on that in a minute too. But so glad to hook up with him, and I think he's got tons of promise. And if he, he's got a video. of This rapper named Big Six, where he battles. It was his first battle ever. He decided to wear the Pokemon mask and get the last minute, and he just killed it, like.
2: Yeah,
1: I, just, I, that, I saw some uh, footage of that actually a couple uh months ago on the gram.
0: Yeah, oh, you did? Oh, that's funny. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, shout out to Wordplay. Uh, yeah, man, keep doing your thing. It's, it's, it's awesome. All right, so to question number 34. As someone who has lived in Massachusetts my whole life, most of what I know about Texas is what I've learned through the media. I've only been there. I've been to Dallas, Fort Worth overnight once or twice. I've been to Austin for a few days. That's about it. What is something you think us Northerners get wrong about Texas and or the South in general? Um, I would say
1: maybe the amount of racism people think exists uh, down here, uh, I think is a little bit uh, exaggerated, honestly, in some sense, you know, Um, obviously, politically, that's a whole different situation, you know, but on a social level, it's not nearly as much as I think people up north and in other areas feel like it is
0: right that's interesting that's it's it's funny I almost thought you were going to say mm-hmm. that because it's it's I, I do think I I see your point on that you know with my experiences in the south you know so but sure. the, the political thing I was in South Carolina a lot a couple of years ago and there were depth I would see some ads on tv that I would not see up here <laughs>
1: You know? yeah the politics are disgusting, you know what I'm saying, but the separation between uh daily living and uh po- and political uh affiliation and identity is huge. you know what I'm saying like uh we don't really see those types of uh I guess you could say like pressures here, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's yeah. just so low income, you know what I mean and so uh economy based here in San Antonio, but Everything's pretty chill, man. We don't have a lot of, you know, political
0: problems as far as, you know,
1: protesting, riots, et cetera, et cetera. You know? that's,
0: that's a plus, man. That's, yeah, that's yeah. A plus. I mean, I, I I mean even, it, even with the XFL championship game happening there like last week. That's as exciting as it gets. I caught that in the maybe. news and it was like XFL <laughs> championship game in San Antonio. I was like, all yeah, right, that's man. what they
2: have
0: that.
1: <laughs> that's as exciting as it gets, man, you know. Bonus
0: question, who won that game <laughs> who was in it <laughs> I, know, I know he hate me is he still
1: playing yeah. um do you yeah. remember he
0: hate me from the first xfl i do
1: i do and i was that funny name
0: i went to the one nicks game in my life in madison square garden and i was sitting many rows behind spike lee and spike lee was wearing he hate me jersey
1: <laughs> that is hilarious Jim. yeah
0: so all right um let me see what piece of music equipment would you most like to acquire I saw saw this gold colored MPC the other day that I almost just went for mm-hmm. bang on, and I was like, no, mm-hmm. I, I'm we're gonna hold off on that, and we're gonna wait till I have time to play with it, and that it's a reasonable expense. Do you have anything like that?
1: Um, that sounds very uh, luxurious.
0: My cat um, is stepping on my drum machines now, so my might need to replace one of those. But... <laughs> there she is. Um, shit.
1: Uh, I would say maybe. Um, I, I honestly really just would enjoy like. Um, like upgrading my computer system like I would just love like a just faster process like just a top top shelf state-of-the-art computer system to be able to process studio sessions and that type of thing like obviously my computer system is perfectly fine but I just feel like it's just so different when your system is state-of-the-art got touchscreen capabilities you know what I mean like Seamless integration between your plugins and stuff like that. I'm
0: recording, my music is recording, I record on a Mac from 2008 using pro tools the mbox 2 from about 2009 like and like everything else they have is modern or shit my recording equipment if i replace one thing i have to replace everything so i'm stuck yeah, in the past until it breaks Unfortunately,
1: that's literally how it is most of the time you know what yeah. i mean so i'm the same way man i record on my little laptop you know what i mean so i would definitely um i mean honestly i wouldn't even mind like something where i could record um live performances directly like into my microphone
0: yeah that's good yep
1: some very shit nice. like that would be very fire man where it's capturing the live performance but my live vocal is direct you know
0: yep yep cool all right um have you ever seen a ufo or something you i mean i guess yeah. identify it could be anything have you seen something that you exactly can't
1: yeah for yeah. sure, you know what I mean. I'm um, somebody else to
0: clarify that UFO does not necessarily mean alien. It, means it just means alien. something you can't identify.
1: It does not necessarily mean alien. Um, yeah, all the time, man. uh I've taken uh middle of the night haunted swamp tours. You know, on boats. I've you know definitely loved uh, the the strange dark and mysterious you know yeah. shout out mr Balling. you know what i'm saying I, I i love all of those types of stories so
0: Sweet. all right that's cool um do you have any pre-show pre-show rituals or superstitions
1: um i would say the only thing that the two things mostly are going to be um i have to practice like, I don't care if I know the song a million times over. You know what I mean? Like, practicing just makes me feel more comfortable with the set. Um, It makes me feel more uh, confident in my movements on the stage. It's like stretching before,
0: before playing a game. It's, it's That's it,
1: you know? Warm-ups, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to throw the football around a few times. You're going to shoot around uh, and get your form right, you know? Uh, you never want to go out there just dry like you know like the first word you've said that day is now you're jumping on the stage right, you know right. like doesn't make much sense Which is um, funny I, I remember that.
0: being in college like I, I went, went to a BU or I went had a performance art school people were always on like vocal rest and they're like you know I'm like shut the fuck up I shouldn't hear you at all
1: Right, right. Rest it.
0: <laughs> this is my ET for sure. thermos for my vintage ET lunchbox. Speaking of ET, where I keep my edibles, like <laughs> five milligram hey, gummies in here. So no one breaks in my house and steal the, them.
1: That's the only thing that should go in
0: there. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, well there well, there's other stuff in there, but we'll talk about that later. Um <laughs> all right. So do you think in, that an AI bot could ever write a song better than a person could?
1: Absolutely, for sure uh simply the the percentage of usage of unique words is going to uh take a song to the next level with descriptive factors that some people just don't have the ability to do
0: i feel like an ai bot could write a song like that blue Dabadoo" song that was like really big years ago that, that mm-hmm. I and mean, make could write it could write i'm a barbie girl <laughs> like i mean right daughter, for like, sure you know I mean, I mean, it might not write like a it, Sage Francis song or, or like you know, Amer- bye bye Miss American Pie, but
2: you know, I
1: I can't say that it couldn't. You right, know, right. if it can, if it can generate, you know, uh, interview questions and do algorithms, data yeah. entry, it can do a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can do my my job a little more stone because of AI. So you know, what does that exactly. say? I get dumber, it gets smarter. All right, come do, on. Do you think that AI bots believe that a person could ever write a song better than an AI bot could?
1: Um, yes, for now, because at the moment, AI is still prone to, uh, I guess you could say like human flattery, you know what I'm saying? Like AI isn't intentionally making us feel dumb at the moment so much as it is trying to assist us. You know, you know what's what I'm funny? Saying?
0: I've told this story about AI a few times, but it still really cracks me up. That, um, so I was playing around with Chat GPT one day. It's a tool that I think is great for some things. If you're trying to troubleshoot, like how to do something in Photoshop, it's a great tool to use. Other things I found not so much, but I was asking it random questions. And my friend um, guest from episode three, Kim Tronic, wrote a book called how does cancer make my ass look fat? Cause he was a cancer <laughs> diary, And so I was, I just asked chat GPT that question to see what it would say. And it responded back being like, look, you really shouldn't joke about cancer. And I go, Oh, I wrote back. I was like, Oh, like that was my friend's book title And the, in it responded with a more sincere apology than any human being has ever given me in my life. And I, <laughs> i literally was just like oh i was like oh i, I almost i was i felt weird
2: I yeah like,
1: yeah that and that's that's the that's the sentiment it's in right now yeah. you know what i mean but is it always going to feel that way the more information it, it feeds
0: you know so not according to 2001 a space odyssey or almost any exactly. other movie i've ever seen exactly so
1: oh by the way that's uh probably going to be my next next ep 2001. Um, 2024 a dab
0: odyssey i have an entire room in my house dedicated to stanley kubrick and i have the soundtrack to that record framed on my wall so i'm down stanley kubrick's my favorite filmmaker belt. i was literally woke up thinking about 2001 today how i want to watch it because i haven't seen it in so long hell
1: yeah that's that's like i definitely am planning a, a, a ep around that for sure
0: all right man let's talk about that because there's tons of cool art we could do about that all right Um, let me see, we're on question 40. What is the first thing you look at on your phone each morning?
1: Um, money
2: notifications.
1: (laughs) Like I'm, I'm looking for, uh, people that were either like sending money or requesting money the night before or money I forgot to send or, you know what I'm saying? Anything like that. I just like to, um, make sure that, uh, I'm taking care of business early in the morning. So that I can focus more on like
0: taking care of health, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Making money in your sleep. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Um, 41. What are common things that opening acts will do that will ensure that they will not be asked back next time?
1: Uh, Missing your set time. Yeah. For sure is a huge one. Um, I'm also going to say any type of. negative attitude towards the crowd i see a lot of artists get upset at the crowd for not responding and i was gonna way. ask
0: you a question about this but i end up deleting it for a different one though when the opening yeah, it, act gets up there and it's like yo everybody up there it's like dude man don't be so thirsty it's not a good look
1: yeah yeah 100 percent, man and uh especially when them over one shows, at a time
0: don't scream at them all at once
1: well we've created that pressure through the culture of how much money these people are told they need to invest in these performances and situations. So if I've, you know, spent a thousand dollars to be on this stage, um, you know, and you've paid to be here, my hope is that, you know, you want to come give me some attention. You know, I, if I'm speaking from the perspective of somebody, you know what I'm saying? feeling that way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I just think that the wrong way to go about that is to harass, you know, or try and guilt trip the crowd in any type of way. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is the, definitely a big red flag for me, and a perfect way to like not get included in my shows. Right.
0: How about people who who give you not just the beat, but them, but the actual song and want to and want to rap over the song? Is that just a roll your eyes moment, or is that a don't come back moment? Um.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. Uh,
0: that's not at all typical at my shows.
1: Oh, that's um, not even because of a, a criteria that I use when booking so much as um, one, the level of artists typically. And two, uh, if they're familiar with how we do things, they genuinely don't want to come like that. You know what I'm saying? If that's how they've been doing shows uh, before, like they will try it. The other way, like without the backing vocals on our shit, because when you are going before or after somebody who executes well without it, it doesn't look good. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, yeah, uh, it's not really something that I have to deal with at my shows personally. But when I go to shows, I hear it all the time. Um, It's kind of just one of those things. I know people, um, half of it is going to be execution. Uh, The ability to get up there and rap your rhymes and perform your rhymes like you do on the album for your crowd. But the other half of the culture is entertainment and we can't forget that part of it.
0: Yep, It's funny. I actually I opened for Onyx years ago. And they, if I remember correctly, they had the actual songs instead of it. But like they were it was, I think it was just to add more hype because Onyx is is the is so hyped to begin with. It didn't like I noticed it, but I wasn't like eh, you know, it was like, and this was before I ever saw everybody else ever do that. So to me, it's just kind of like, oh, why would they do that? Um, I didn't see I haven't actually seen rappers do that in like opening acts until like years later, but yeah, not a good Absolutely. not a good habit.
2: It's um, I also
1: don't want uh if you know that your vocal performance isn't the uh, you don't have the most projection or it's not the strongest, at least give yourself some ad libs or a little something to boost you up on your performance yeah. track. Just yep. a little tip.
0: Or get a hype man that, that actually knows the verse. I've definitely gone up there a few times on songs I thought I knew for other people and dropped the ball. So don't do that. Sorry about that, Judge the Disciple. Um, all right. Uh, what is something that every rapper should know before they go up on stage for the first time? Sort of um, extension of the last one.
1: The the one thing that I would say for sure is to um practice. Yep. Make sure that you practice. Um because the worst thing you can do is not be familiar with your own music.
0: Yep. And I would also I'd add to that is it's it's a job till you're off stage, then it can be a party. It shouldn't be a party before it's a job. And that's a different oh, line yeah, for different yeah, people. But like, you know, it's uh yeah. Nobody's telling you you can't feel good
1: and do your thing, but you are there to do a particular job. You know what I'm saying? Right,
2: right, right.
0: You know.
1: A good example of that is Nas. I've seen him damn near drink half a bottle of Hennessy on stage. Right. You know what I'm
0: saying? And he's not I'm sure he's not spluring his, his speech though. Like I no,
1: sh- he's 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 crispy. Right. <laughs>
0: And if you, <laughs> if you can't do that and not slur your speech, then you shouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, you know? absolutely.
0: You know, Nas is probably doing it just to show off.
1: <laughs> man, it was rock the bells, you know, so oh, yeah.
0: Uh, for every one song that you record and release, how many do you record and not release? Um,
1: I would say 75 to 80% of the music gets released. For
0: sure. Um, I'm both the same me- way. Because if I yeah. get to the end, it's I really like it. A lot some I'll abandon some stuff 50% of the way through, but if I get that far, it's probably gonna come out.
1: Exactly. Um, I like to complete visions and I don't really mind like dropping. You know, I'm not someone who's very picky.
0: Yep. Yep. All right, question forty four. If you could actually go into space as an astronaut for two weeks, oh, you need to, you need to take that? Or... Oh. Oh sorry I, I was too busy wrapped up my own shit <laughs> if you could actually go into space as an astronaut for two weeks but you had to dedicate a year of your life to training education and family I'm adding in family because I'm not going to tell you to go without it um would you be willing to temporarily give up working on music to do so
1: um absolutely for sure you know um it depends on it depends on who is the company uh in over seeing this expedition. yeah
0: yeah you, can, you don't want to turn it into know, a sci-fi you know, movie or something
1: yeah you know what i'm saying and uh you know i see rockets blowing up and stuff like that not all launches are successful dude
0: i watched the challenger explode live on television in the first grade in my class and it was the teacher that one of the one, astronauts who died was from not far from where i grew up it was a strange experience that i'm still talking about to this day
1: you know what i mean so feel bad for all the depend- teachers that had
0: to explain that to the kids I mean, shit. Hey, that's
1: how the that's how it used to be, though. You know what I mean? Like we used to actually have to witness and experience these types of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Now just shit blows life. up every. Now ship blows up every day, and we're just desensitized by it. <laughs> so, exactly. Um. Okay. Records, tapes, CDs, and MP3s have all been gradually replaced now by streaming, and that's the most common way to hear music. What do you think could replace streaming? Physical music yeah i mean i it's funny i've been flipping back around and i listen to a lot more vinyl now than i do streaming um yeah
1: i'm definitely uh listening to a lot more cds now uh a lot of uh the artists that i work with and a lot of the artists i know are now dropping cds you know what i'm saying and for me the sound quality from a cd is just so much more familiar and nostalgic from how i grew up it sounds so much more dynamic to me than like flattened mp3s and shit so yeah um yeah, I uh, I would say it's going to circle back around to physical music. I see people selling tapes a lot now. Yeah. I see, you know, uh, I got, you know, didn't you have a beat tape? You got a beat tape. Yeah,
0: yeah, I sent you yeah. one. Yeah, I just bought this yep. tape from this dude, Tone Tank, who's nasty. Hey. I, this tape is sick, so check this out on his website. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I got my I ghetto boys, can't be uh, stopped tape here. <laughs> and actually... Greatest um, one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time, Eric B and Rakim. Oh, on tape. Nice. Yeah, painful, the original yeah. tape.
1: That's a great tape to have. Yeah. Is it is it just like a clear, like stock tape?
2: Uh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an old school. That's an original right yeah. tape.
2: Yep.
1: And see, I prefer it like that. You know what I mean? You know if it's modern or if it's, you know what I'm saying, from back then, because now people have colors and all the right, things like right. uh you know, 3d printed designs and stuff like that. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. Give sure. me,
1: give me a Brown faded smoke ridden <laughs> dusty joint. I got ready to die. Biggie on tape, man.
0: Oh my God. I get the pencil out and screw uh, through the thing in. All that right. Um, if you had 10 more hours a week to get to dedicate to music, how would you spend that time?
1: Um, I would definitely do a lot more collaborations, a lot more writing. Um, I feel like the amount of energy and time, like that cross section that must occur for you to really get writing done is not as common nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I need an to make time. For, of... I have
0: to make time for it. I find yeah, to write, yeah. it's not just something I can just do in my spare time. There has to be a block of time and it have to be in the right setting. And
1: For sure. And I, and I always wonder how that uh, affects the creative process. You know what I'm saying? Like when it was done, kind of uh as i felt like it before but now it's like oh i have to put my mind into this writing state it becomes more mechanical than organic
0: yeah it's funny i've been working on this spoken word piece that's going to go on my upcoming album you're scaring the ducks. i forgot the title for a second and <laughs> it's called assault rifles also stop beating hearts and it's comparing like assault rifle comparing like you know the gun debate with abortion and all that stuff we're going full on with it um, and yeah. I just heard the term clanned parenthood" earlier today, and now it's all I can think about. Like a play on planned planhood, parenthood, parenthood and making fun of like oh, white parents. Clanned parenthood" is one of the funniest things I've heard in a long time.
1: And that's a tongue twister in itself for sure. Yeah. So and
0: I know I was talking about something else, but I forgot what it was. So we're just gonna move on to what is the nerdiest thing about you?
1: Um Hmm, I would say probably shit how much I fuck with hip hop, man. I would say just the level of, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the depths of which I'm willing to discuss and get into hip hop, you know what I mean? Uh, It's something that like, I probably like I on the list of things I know well, that's going to be top two or three. You know, because ship ops is a
0: nerdy pursuit for people who really love it. Yeah, it, it's,
1: it's oh, like, it is.
0: It's a lot of cataloging information and it yeah, it's um,
1: backstories and research and watching documentaries and listening to interviews and stuff like that before podcasts were a thing. You know, yeah. what I'm saying reading reading interviews before yeah. audio interviews were a thing. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? So, like
0: in like Source Magazine and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I feel you. Um. That's like my fifth most nerdy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, and
1: and I, it, I wish there was more uh, for me. I mean, honestly, I would say maybe weed, you know what I'm saying? If you, yeah. you know, if you, drug shit, getting into drugs, I can be real nerdy about narcotics. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Because um, it's funny, like I heard someone say once being a nerd isn't about what you like, it's about how you like it. Absolutely. You know? Um, all right. So if you're, if you're an opening act performing at a show, do you think it's important to stay around for the rest of the show to see all the other acts?
1: Um, no, I don't think that it's important to see all the other acts at all. Um, because in a reciprocative way, uh, are they all there to see you? You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where I'm going to stay and support as long as I can. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and definitely, uh, show love, but ultimately, uh, once I've done my job, like my obligation is fulfilled. Anything that I give past that is, uh, courtesy, hopefully a common courtesy, right. you know what I'm saying? To at least stay a little bit, but,
2: or um, you really not, generally not, want it.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like I'm not, there to pad someone's ego or to be like uh to be like doing be like a stand-in or an extra in the crowd
2: yeah not at I, all I, I, not- I
0: wouldn't i wouldn't want anybody i wouldn't ask anybody to do that for me and i wouldn't want them to it's that's that's something that's kind of been big in some scenes and i it's something that i'm just like no you earn every fan you earn every person who watches you
1: play absolutely well hopefully you know the hope you know
0: for me is that i'm going to
1: be open enough for shows where the artist that i'm open up for i want to stay right. for anyway yep you know we uh did the devin the dude show um and we'll be doing the boldy james show a uh, week nice out. yeah yeah uh july 18th uh and where's that so, um that's gonna be in austin
0: texas i'm gonna guess um, it's gonna be sold out by the time that we this, is, <laughs> this airs but uh
2: if yeah, not <laughs>
1: if not july 18th man a week from now basically you know what i'm saying we'll be open enough for baldy james so uh definitely want to uh you know like i said I, i'm a stand for that yep. <laughs> uh, yeah i'm staying you know
0: yeah i'm with you it's like there's there's certain <laughs> i was thinking about the other day um i was helping copyright helping design the cover to um his new single and dj mighty my produced it and i was like that's one more name on the list of people that I can say I I did work for. And I'm just, and I started thinking of who the list was. And I'm like, that's it's like, I mean, it's not like I'm like Russell Simmons, but I'm like, I didn't expect there to be that many names in, you know, still adding more. It's, it's exciting. Every
1: day. I mean, you are keeping a record of it. I imagine. Right. You know what
0: I'm saying? All up here. I did a cover for, for blueprint without even knowing it. Which was like, this is this random kid um named mf bread so if, if you're watching out there what's up man he, he I, I forget where he's from some state i would never been to i don't know if it was nebraska but it was a state that in my mind is like around that area sorry i don't know the area very well and he hit me up to do like a um like it's a logo for mf bread and i was like hey why not if someone's nice and is like a cool cool to me you know i have no problem doing it so i just did a send it to him forgot about it and then all of a sudden it comes out in a single and it's this dude featuring blueprint and i'm like
2: I'm like what? I'm
0: like, dude, <laughs> if you had told me that, this would have you would have got like, and you know, I would have given you, you know, the um whatever. The but like I thought that was kind of funny, you know.
1: Hell yeah, but that's the thing about uh doing art for people, you know what I'm saying? You never really know how right. far it's going to reach or who it's going to reach. Um and and when you do stuff uh out of just genuinely wanting to do it, the the quality level is going to attract, you know what I'm saying, the people that it should Yeah, and i'm sure you know blueprint saw it and loved it you know what
0: i mean yeah Yeah. hope so i don't know (laughs) um how late can bars and clubs stay open in san antonio two o'clock oh you get the late curfew i guess it's not late compared to a lot of places i'm thinking about i'm like i'm
1: from new i'm from new orleans man
0: oh yeah and shit yeah boston was always in the early side Two, i think it was two (laughs) in boston but never yeah i don't know there's only like one after hours club and i used to go out partying but i just
1: wish there was more late night food up
0: yeah yeah we don't i mean come out where i am you'll you can order cookies to like four in the morning that's about it um (laughs) the good cookies though
2: uh yeah yeah, for sure
0: that's who it is zombie
1: yeah yeah no doubt i already know
0: (laughs) yeah um who in your life is the most supportive of your wildest ideas and that's that's question 50
1: I would say AP Beats for sure. You know what I mean. He has definitely like heard the best of them and the worst of them as far as ideas. You know what I'm saying. He's definitely uh, my my go to filter for uh, a lot of things. Like sometimes it's as simple as like, "Yo, am I Like, am I tripping right now? Like, yeah. is what I'm my is what I'm thinking about this project the direction I want to go? Just outlandish, like." And he will either put it into a framework where it's more digestible to other people or he'll just let me know that you know what i'm saying nah that's definitely a miss man <laughs> you know because i i come away ideas all the time
0: man. oh yeah i definitely some friends that i text them like is this the greatest thing I've ever written or the stupidest thing you've ever heard and it's like when you find someone who'll give you an honest answer that's a super valuable you know it's super valuable it is
1: And and the only reason why I wouldn't say like a partner or a family member or something is because I feel like it is always has a little bit of that sparing your feelings because of love type of situation, you know what I'm saying? Where a person like AP Beast, he loves me for sure. He got mad love for me, you know what I'm saying? But that type of love is going to be the kind where he needs me to know the truth,
2: you know what I'm saying?
1: Because And and, uh, that's invaluable. Yeah,
0: don't, rel- as one advice I give people, don't rely on your family and your friends who aren't into your thing to sort of prop you up. It's like if you have friends that are into hip hop, that's one thing you're doing hip hop. But like, don't rely on your family for that stuff. It needs to come, you know, it, it needs to come from someplace else. There's too much other emotions and other stuff wrapped up in that.
1: Look, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? If you're yeah. out there and you need somebody to give you, you know what I'm yep, saying, an honest uh, uh you know, assessment of some bars or you know whatever you got going on. Hit me up, man. I'll don't definitely... ask me. I'm
0: too nice. I don't like giving bad news,
1: <laughs> right? Well, shit. I think uh, there's always a good way to put something. Yeah, I've actually uh, yeah, I've
0: gotten better at it. Yeah, but I yeah. just like I um yeah. All right, whatever. We'll, we'll go on to the next one. Um. Did I skip one? I don't know. Oh, what um? What are your plans for the release day of Dabs and Espresso? Monday, July tenth, International Dabs Day.
1: Um, I would say um, my 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 plan for the rollout really is just to uh get that phrase. Uh, dab raps, you know what I'm saying? And get that get that idea of that even being a thing uh, in people's heads, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do a lot of, um, if I was to compare it to something, I'm thinking like a Zoo York uh, applied directly to the forehead type of uh, campaign, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like flashing yep. dabs, 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 you know what I'm saying? I maybe have like 200 videos plus of me taking dabs uh, that I plan to get chopped up into promotion uh, for the album and stuff like that you know what i'm saying um i have a lot of traveling um that i also plan to incorporate into that promotion as far as uh dabbing and just uh, obscure places you know as well you know uh indoors outdoors you know scenery restaurants wherever you know what i'm saying just kind of uh doing
0: like a bombing type campaign sweet that's awesome um who is your favorite rapper that your average rap fan may not know
1: I would say uh right now it has to be Nux.
0: I'm there's a guy there. a little familiar with Nux. I don't know too much, so I have to check him out.
1: Um he's from uh over the pond. You know what I'm saying? He's from uh somewhere in the UK, somewhere in Great Britain, whatever that place is over there. Yeah. And uh he's fire, man. He produce he's self-produced. Um he does like a very UK drill type of sound as far as his beats and uh and his um vocals go but his uh subject matter is extremely versatile uh he does so many different types of songs i love all his collaborations he's very um adventurous with his beats you know what i'm saying like you're going to get a lot of uh different types of inspirations in his drill sound um it's just real interesting music um Check so yeah nux out. it's
0: a lot of cool yeah kay K-
1: and U C K S. Make sure y'all look that up for sure. Awesome.
0: I want to check out some classic UK rap? Check out the first Streets album. I actually have a poster of it right there. Original pirate material. Hey, I see you behind but, you. Yeah, it's hell it's yeah. A- so that's what, been like what was
1: ago. uh was there a particular like what did they call it at the time? I
0: don't know because I just remember seeing that that I got that album's like twenty something years old um and it just popped. I used to just read like Rolling Stone and find whatever five star albums Were sort of indie and just try to find them. This is like back before I mean, it, it was on the internet that much, and For I just sure. saw that got a lot of reviews and I just found it and I don't I don't know. I mean I don't know what they're. Really Are you familiar doing. with
1: uh like UK grime like yeah that yeah. Movement?
0: yeah Yeah, it's not quite that it's um okay okay but um i don't know it's it's just uh like a nerdy white dude who talks about getting drunk and like fighting and stuff and he does different voices it's he's dope his name's mike skinner he's been around for years now but you know i probably he's probably huge over there but over here you know some people probably know him and a lot of people don't but uk's got a lot of good hip-hop
2: um
0: okay what is your favorite dish to cook
1: I would say uh definitely it's gonna right now it's probably gonna be like a like a sweet and spicy shrimp over brown rice type of dish. You know what I mean? I definitely been into eating these big ads like Argentine shrimp uh that they have at the grocery store here, man. Um other than that, uh I like frying. I'm in the, I'm in the getting my D fryer out, you know what I'm saying? And, and frying up some chicken, uh, frying up some French fries, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm that type of guy.
0: Like I like dipping. Yeah. I'm a grilled swordfish man myself. Shrimp would, I'm deathly, deathly, deathly allergic to shellfish, but, um, okay, yeah, that's yeah, one, yeah that, that is fish. one of the nerdier things about like right above like, um, hip hop for me in the top four. <laughs> <laughs> it's my food allergies. Um, but grilled swordfish is my favorite. Um, all right. I have struggled to enjoy old pro wrestling matches with Chris Benoit, who famously killed his family and then himself, as I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of pro wrestling. And um, it's hard for me to listen to Kanye's music since his recent deep end jumping. Are you able... And there, but there's some artists who uh, that doesn't bother me as much for. Are you able to separate the art from the artist? Um, um, and I don't think there's a right answer to this question, too. I just want to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, I, I no, there's never... Never think, right or wrong, you know, I think. So I don't uh, want to hear about
0: how great Hitler's paintings are. Like that's, that's, that's the right. line. Like, you know.
1: <laughs> For sure. Um, no, nah, I think that, you know, like you said, there's always uh, different scenarios with the situation, but I definitely feel like it depends on the egregiousness of the transgression, you know what I'm saying? It depends on how, what the, what did they do? You know what I mean? Like why is this person's character even being called in the question? Yeah. Um, and if, we're even considering separating the two then that means maybe something has occurred you know what i'm saying so um most of the time nah i don't say i separate them too much man like a person like big pun for instance you know what i'm saying like i don't yeah
2: there's some baggage there Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't really listen to big pun like that. You know what I'm saying? And and because of my own reasons, you know what I'm saying. So just certain, you know, it depends on what it was. You know, typically anything having to do with domestic stuff or kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I can't. You can't get no spin over here. You know what I mean?
2: So.
0: Yep. Yep. I know what you're saying, man. All right. Um, have you found any tricks or tips to get your music heard by more people in streaming services that you're willing to share?
1: Absolutely. I would say, um do not underestimate playlist pitching. you know what I'm saying there's definitely a lot of services and websites um where you are uh, like pitching your music to playlist curators. you know what I'm saying like if you are buying directly onto a playlist, uh, that's a little bit different than what I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying, um which I don't knock any direction people want to go. um but I prefer. Uh, having some type of communication and more specifically curated playlists, you know what I'm saying, where uh, you're able to see percentage of submissions, percentage of acceptances, uh, you're able to get dialogue on why you were or were not accepted and those types of things. So I would say playlist pitching is definitely something that people want to do to get your streaming numbers up as well as your exposure in other areas.
0: Well, I'll have to ask you about that offline too, because I that's something I wasn't very familiar with. So, cool. Hell yeah. So I use this I use this podcast to solve all my problems. Um, <laughs> do you consider any music too sacred to be sampled, or is pretty much anything in play as long as you flip it right? And I think about this because I once made a beat out of Smells Like Teen Spirit, and someone's like, "Nah, you can't do that with that." And I'm just like, eh, whatever.
1: Mm, I don't think there are any rules when it comes to it. You know, I'm saying I think the whole point of hip hop from the beginning was. Uh, It was an anti-culture movement, you know what I'm saying? It was something where uh, it it was meant to not have, um, I'm not going to say not have rules, but it was meant for limits to be pushed and for new sounds to be discovered. Uh, I think the main difference is that before it used to be fun, the mystery of where something was sampled from. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and even trying to diagnose the sample because of the way that it was chopped up and it was used. Nowadays I feel like trying to make your sample as blatant as possible is what's popular. And uh yeah. I feel like that kind of takes the fun out of the situation. Like,
0: you know, like it's funny. Right. I really like is it Ray Is that's her name, right? Um I mm-hmm. love I that player song I absolutely love. And then right, and, but and but that's obviously a sample we've heard a lot. And then the next song she released to one of them was, it was the, the night at the Roxbury song. And I'm like, right, well, we're following right. a pattern and it's working. And I'm not, I'm not, cause I think she's amazing, but I definitely that was like, a, wow, I noticed they're going for these really big samples again and it's working. Well, you know, it, it, Those are good songs.
1: That's how hip hop dissolves and whatever becomes next is created. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It starts to veer from hip hop to uh just basically being pop sampling and
0: recreating these
1: you know what i'm saying already familiar and popular sounds you know that i'm also realizing what the now
0: was. that night at the roxbury song maybe only really well known to me because i'm old and to anybody today it might be a classic rock classic rock song that you've heard like maybe once <laughs> no
1: nah, i feel like culturally it's still super relevant like people still definitely know what that is all
0: right cool um All right, Uh, what do you feel are the cornerstones of personal health?
1: Um, I would say uh, staying active, staying hydrated. Sitting
0: is the new smoking, people. I say as as I'm sitting, but sitting is the
1: new (laughs) smoking. It is. You got to stay active. You got to stay hydrated. And then I would also say um, finding finding a hobby or finding something that you like to do. Um, nowadays it's like alarming how many people I talk to that just don't really have nothing they like to do, like anything, whether it be a board game, card game, video game, skateboarding, they just don't have no hobbies. And, uh, I think that is like a fast track to a lot of, uh, you know, exacerbated conditions that we feel, you know what I'm saying? Depression and all that type of shit, because people don't have anything that they're invested in emotionally and mentally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what hobbies used to give us.
0: Yep. I'll add yeah. to like know how to do the laundry, know how to cook, know the basics of all those things too. Cause when you don't know how to take care of yourself, that's also a pit of depression, and independence and it messes up your most. Like, you know, You know, I live with my girlfriend. We share responsibilities and stuff, but we can both do everything. Like, you know, she's not afraid to take the trash out. There may be some day where she, where, you know, she, that's their only option. Maybe the same day. It's like you just don't, don't be too big to do anything, you know? Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely going to be a vicious cycle for people, you know what I'm saying? Energy wise and motivation wise, you know what I'm saying? They don't feel motivated to do it, but then not doing it is what creates that feeling, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, I, I agree with you. Uh, that's something that I as far as the artists you know what I'm saying that I manage and the artists that I work with that's something that I emphasize all the time you know what I'm saying you definitely want to be able to be in a clean environment be clean yourself and make sure yeah. that you are uh, putting good things inside your body you know what I'm saying you don't always have to eat healthy ass food but also don't be neglectful you know what I'm saying so
0: yeah yeah. It's funny. Like I remember 50 Cent once referred to some album as the album he puts on when he when he's cleaning his place. And I, I what I took from that is like 50 Cent cleans his own place. And I'm like, it's like there is something like therapeutic about like you know, you don't you don't want everything to be done for you. Like no, you know, no, it's no. that's not the dream or the goal. It's that's that doesn't you know help. You need to be able to take care of yourself. I don't know who I'm like talking rich people to cut, right now.
1: <laughs> but rich people cutting their own grass, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's just one of those situations where you just wanna uh you know, make sure that you're staying, uh, centered, whatever it is that you're doing, you know?
0: Yep. Um, let me see. Do you ever plan on pressing up any vinyl of your music? Um, we were actually talking
1: about that not too long ago. Um, doing some vinyls of, uh, prosperity.
0: Oh, cool. I love that album. I have a tie-dyed yeah. prosperity shirt that I made, and I was looking for it all over the other day to try to make a post with for that album. I can't fucking find it, but I'll find it, and man. that post will come.
1: Hell yeah, man! The, the The prosperity album is definitely one of my favorites, and uh, if I was gonna do some vinyl, that would definitely be uh,
0: the the album that I would get. Good call. All right, we're at twenty questions left. Hell um, yeah. who are a few MCs that you think are totally slept on? um i would
1: say um slept
0: on i'm gonna just throw mine out while you're thinking from naughty by nature is criminally slept slept on uh Sticky sure. fingers from onyx um we mentioned this in the last episode one of the few people to probably body eminem on a track on the marshall mathers lp he's totally right, underrated right. um uh elza i'll throw his name out again i think i said the last time i don't know what that dude he should be like he's amazing he's he's as good as they get and if you're not listening right, to elza right. elzhi
1: um, elza is on my list for sure i would say sci hi is on my list for sure um i would probably put um it's a tough one maybe i'd put um binary star
0: Ooh, wow where would you pull that out of?
1: <laughs> uh
0: on my i haven't honestly, thought of that thought of binary star in a long time yeah that
1: masters masters of the universe album uh is probably one of the most slept on albums Definitely. probably i know of honestly um his verse on um uh that what is that song that's most popular on that album but uh his verse on that song is probably one of my favorite verses of all time. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's an amazing album. So yeah, Binary Star.
0: Excellent. All right, cool. All right. Um, how often do you change your lyrics while you're recording? Do you usually stick with a page or do you still, like? are you still trying to find the rhythm as you're going, as you're recording? Yeah. Um, I'm the latter, but I record most of my own stuff myself, so it's not like anybody else waiting is waiting there for me. I so I just like right. kind of the last round of writing for me happens while I'm recording. For sure,
1: I would say um, I change stuff all the time. Yeah, it really doesn't bother me to swap out lines or to uh, figure out how to say something uh, in a more, you know, fitting or appropriate way for what I'm trying to convey. It really yeah. um, doesn't bother me. Sometimes so i hear- don't even.
0: Yeah, until you hear it back, your own voice in the headphones, it's different from hearing it in your head, like when you're, when you're saying, you know, so I, I think that's a big part of the process. I'm impressed whenever rappers come in with it totally and all of it down. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. I do, I
1: mean, sometimes that's the thing too, as well, depending on how long I'm going between recording, you yeah. know, uh, there
0: may be times I've
1: completely memorized uh, when I'm ready to go record.
0: Uh, If someone wants to be a rapper, but has never put two words together, what advice would you give them to get started?
1: I would say to um, definitely take your time. I feel like there's this misconception that you need to be able to write a rap really fast. Um, I would say that you don't, ever need to feel like you need to start and finish a rap or a rap song in one sitting you know what i'm saying there's times where i'll go back to a verse where i've only written four bars so far you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's absolutely no rush um so i would say hey take your time and just make every line something that you really vibe
0: with yeah. Also, I hear Royce the Five Nine has said a few times, he works with you know young artists a lot of his Heaven Studio, and I've heard him said, he's like, rewrite it. You think it's done? Rewrite it. You think it's done? Rewrite it. And it's true. I mean, because it's like, I end up playing Django with my bars and some of the ones that I thought were the best and up getting pushed out. And it's just, you know, you just keep rewriting it and, you know, be faithful yep. to the song, not to like what makes you like pop, you know? Um, yes. What are some things you want people to know about Apollo Black or that people should know about Apollo Black? Who's somebody who, thank you very much, he sang the hook on I Know, the smash hit with Concept of Hashinaut and Soma 79 and Apollo Black and AP Beats and Filthy Beats. But um, what he's very talented, uh, made me laugh on Instagram. What, what should people know about him?
1: Um, I would say the main thing that they need to know is that he is self produced, he writes um creates his own beats and typically records himself as well, you know what I'm saying he's an entirely self-sufficient artist um and uh he has a very very unique um style and uh cadence, you know what I'm saying and just you know overall quality to his music. So I would say if you want to hear something uh, a little bit different and unique but a hundred percent authentic to, uh who the person is that that is definitely you know apollo is who they should check out
0: yep still he produced the whole album remind that again yes yeah. all of that yep. and espresso coming out on july 10th National and Day. the beats
1: are
2: fire
0: yeah all right as a um sorry as a white, mid-40s, slightly autistic rapper who hasn't released an album in 10 years, has very little following for their music, does not really enjoy leaving the house, what advice can you give me on the release of my upcoming albums You're Scaring the Duck and Drinking Songs for Children?
1: I would say um, to continue uh, pushing the uh, unique artwork and content. You know what I'm saying? I feel like uh, the cartoons and kind of the animated things um, and showing the process is a large part of it as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you definitely want to give more uh, insight into the process, into the development of the album leading up to it. That's going to generate interest in it. That's going to make people feel like um, they're a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's who you really want listening to it.
0: Uh, once it comes out are the people that are anticipating it and excited about it it's a good comment some of the some of the footage that we've shot like i had Pillsy over here we were shooting this commercial and i literally we were laughing so hard i turned to him i'm like i feel like i made the entire album just so that we could sit here and make these jokes because it was like so enjoyable i was like this is what it's all about (laughs) and i'm like i cannot wait to share this with people like it's it's, so you know it's it's gonna be weird um all right cool um let me see what do you look who do you look at as the pioneers of texas hip-hop i think of the ghetto Um, boys the ghetto boys were everything to me we can't be
1: absolutely yeah they're absolutely up there um ghetto boys and scarface uh ugk is a huge
2: one yes huge
1: i would say now though um travis scott is a uh, major player in the game as far as representatives of Texas go. I would say Megan the Stallion is a huge uh, person as far as representing Texas goes. But um, yeah, Bun B, Pimp C, Scarface, the Ghetto Boys. Um, yeah. That's really, who's going to be, you know, the ultimate, you know, Ooh. obviously you got your Paul Wall, Mike Jones, yeah. Slim Thug. Yeah.
0: Who's the biggest rapper that's come out of San Antonio? Because I I know most of the guys are from Texas, but I don't know where in Texas most of them are from, except for the Ghetto Boys.
1: Man, that is tough. Honestly, um, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not. The, I would say the biggest rapper I know of uh, is Southside Hoodlum,
2: okay.
1: uh, who is a more current rapper, but he is definitely who, who I would say is the most famous uh, rapper I know of out of San Antonio. Wait.
0: All right. um, like touring
1: overseas and all of that
0: type of stuff. All right, question 66. How important is it for a rapper to know how to freestyle off the top of the head?
1: Um, I don't think it's important at all. I don't think it's a skill that's necessary to be successful. I don't think it's a skill that's necessary to excel at rapping in general, but I do find that uh, it is a fun um, and useful tool to have in your arsenal you know what i'm saying it's definitely something that you want to practice if you don't it's definitely something that um you know it's like going to the gym and doing like you know the exercises that you don't do as often sometimes yeah um you definitely want to make sure you're uh exercising every muscle at least every now and
0: then you know one good point about freestyling off the top is that it can be tough to impress other rappers with freestyling off the top but it's really easy to impress non-rappers with freestyle at the top and one it's, thing so absolutely. people are like yo i saw this video where this guy was throwing out words and he was rapping to him and i'm like you don't get it that is easier than than like if you made up off the head because someone's feeding you something and your brain gets anchored to it I'm like it's a parlor trick it's like a magician's right. trick it's like you know absolutely. but it looks harder to people and it's that's why it's kind of a cool thing it's like I, mean, I can freestyle a little some days better than others but um it's like it is worth having in your arsenal and it's
2: you yeah know.
1: hell yeah i mean me personally i think that uh once again we got to remember uh even freestyling was really a form of entertainment right you know what i'm saying like freestyling originated as a form of entertainment a form of way to pass time it right. was never something that was supposed to be like this super super intense competitive situation until it became that you know what i'm saying culturally speaking you know what i'm saying rap bat, freestyle battling and who is freestyling the best in the cypher and
0: you know that right. type of thing think of you like know? an eight mile like eminem in the food line it's like that is like yes. it's a slow paced freestyle where you're just killing where it's like he's killing time and it's like mm-hmm. a lot of people try to freestyle too fast if you're going over no beat you can slow it down to the speed of your brain and get away just fine and that's something yeah that first, I, I mean people forget
1: I think you're gonna execute a lot better when you're able to actually like absorb uh what's happening around you and just source from you know uh everything around you you know what right. I'm saying like uh I was there when super nat broke the freestyle record really I mean? yeah yeah for sure um and uh that was that was wow. insane you know what I mean but the ability to you know derive your bars from what's around you is a key part of it for sure yeah
0: definitely you know um let me see one of the goals of this podcast is to help create more community around the different independent scenes in hip-hop particularly the ones that don't get much attention i recently interviewed wordplay to fly smc from juno alaska we're now collaborating on track together and you were talking to him as well Are there any other smaller, I know, so now I'm thinking about trying to find other regions like that, that I, you know, are there any smaller regions, you you know, cities or whatever you think that we should try to do the same thing we try to find, you know, the best rapper in town and get them on the podcast and, uh, you know, form a connection there?
1: Hell yeah. I mean, I think there are tons of like, you know, uh, towns and cities that would love just to be highlighted in any type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like hip hop runs deep um in some places where um you know nobody is really checking for the hip-hop from there you know what i'm saying so i yeah. definitely uh see the potential uh
0: i'm thinking hawaii oh, i'm probably gonna try to find somebody out in hawaii so if anybody from hawaii is watching hit me up um, i know
1: some i know some mcs in hawaii for sure sweet this
0: is coming together fast yeah
1: yeah uh, you know i definitely know some mcs in hawaii and some mcs overseas even you know if we want to go international with it
0: yeah yeah i mean i think it's um it's it's super fun to like it's to like find people on instagram like oh like this person is definitely in my wheelhouse and we can definitely work on stuff together and you know it's it's been one of the most fun things about doing this is you know being able to do that type of stuff so all right so hopefully more to come with that if you are looking out there from some small hip-hop scene hit me up i want to know what it's all about We'll get yeah, to help you get sure. the word out. Um, let me see. What are some things that non-hip-hop fans don't understand about hip-hop? And that's question 68. Um,
1: I don't think they understand that there's different... Um, like, uh, how should I put it? There's different dimensions to it. You know what I'm saying? In a sense of, okay... We understand that there is a you know, toxic side of it. We understand that there is a certain uh, depiction of violence and drugs and mad culture. And there's also we also understand that there's like like industry plant, hyper pop, you know, we also yep. understand that that is a dimension of it. Hip hop comes in so many different ways that a lot of people miss quality music because they are too focused on one particular dimension of it, you know. If
0: they paint it with too with too broad of a brush.
1: Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that there's something in hip-hop for everybody. Um point. Yep. There is. You know, I mean think about how much
0: different our upbringings are. And we have so many of the same like influences and you know, it's like it's hip-hop brings it together, you know?
1: It does. Um, that's really why I even um, got into it, uh, was for the community and collaborative aspect, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to make different types of stuff. Like, I didn't want to stick to one type of subgenre or one type of style of beat or anything like that. Like, I genuinely wanted to um, branch out. The international thing, like I said, like, when I started collabing with people from overseas, thanks to SoundCloud uh, and, and stuff like that, um, Bandcamp was another one that helped me do some overseas collabs. Uh, you know that that let me know that I definitely was doing it, you know, for the right reasons and with that passion. And
0: yeah, it's funny. I see even on Spotify a lot of my listens are from like um they're from all over Europe. Which, is my, is, which blows my mind. It's like, you know, that it's like they do love American hip-hop over in Europe.
1: For yeah. sure. I think uh, a, another uh, part of that really is um, uh, how, like, uh, hip-hop comes in so many different forms uh, to different people. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, no, like, Japanese hip-hop is not, like, less authentic to me. You know what right. I mean? Just because they exactly. can from you know overseas or whatever you know what i'm saying like i genuinely uh i love all forms of it you know what i'm saying i listen to hip-hop from all different types of countries for sure
0: yeah still two, two turntables and a microphone so yes sir uh, uh what is the right level of fame success to shoot for
1: um the ability to do it at your own pace and it not affect your quality of
0: life You know, that's exactly what I was thinking when I was writing the question. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, you just really want to be able to um, pay your mortgages, bills or whatever. You definitely want to be able to make sure you're housed and fed and your family's taken care of. Um, And from there, uh, anything more than that is really just a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Any type of excess or notoriety, you know, in public and that type of thing. Like, you know, all of that is cool. But if you can't even you know, pay your rent, then you need to be aiming a little bit higher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, what so we have 10 questions left. Uh what technical or art skill do you want to develop?
1: I really want to get better at video video editing so that I can uh create my own music videos. Um, the syncing of footage to the video, like with the song, like matching the words yeah. to the
0: video. It's harder than you think.
1: It's it is so painstaking for me, you know. Do you,
0: you use a clapper? Like to be on rhythm? No, like all right. So you know, like whenever you see like a film when they do the thing in the beginning where they clap the thing. Oh
1: no 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 no!
0: Okay. Because that's how you match it. I mean, that's how you. That's the technical way to do. It. That's that they're matching sound and video by doing that
1: ah okay that because makes
0: sense what you do is like you find the exact moment when the clappers totally close the first frame and then line it up with the first sound you hear of the clapper making it and that lines everything up well that's what you're doing i guess if you're recording like you know sound and video separately but um yeah it's tough because a lot of that is done in the performance where it's it's harder than you'd think to lip sync a performance like because it's not just saying the lyrics it's like it's it's hard to do it even when it's like I don't know. I always struggle with it. Maybe yeah, quick no, cuts, nobody sure. notices.
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure, that's definitely very interesting. Um, it's definitely. I mean, Amazon has everything, so I can definitely right. order one of those from Amazon and see if that helps. Um, like I said, video editing is certainly a skill. Yeah. Um, that might not would-
0: help you actually with video editing. So, so strike that. <laughs> 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 but order the electric kazoo that's on Amazon. There's an electric kazoo on Amazon for thirty bucks that I want. An electric kazoo. I found it. It's like, I don't know where how I found it, but it's a kazoo that has a little amplifier on it. It's like 30 bucks, comes in a variety of colors. So yeah, we're going to sample that. Um, all right. What makes you nervous about the direction our country's heading in? Um, what'd you say? What makes you nervous about the direction that our country is heading in? Is there anything that makes you nervous about it?
1: I would say more than anything um the level of uh individual like the level of individualism is getting to a dangerous level where people aren't able to relate to other people anymore yeah and uh that's something that we are under stating like it's You know what i mean it's way more important than we're making it out to be to have a larger community and then be able to relate to people on a much larger scale uh than the micro groups and things that we are getting into like everyone deserves a voice of course and everyone deserves equal rights um so anyone fighting for rights i you know obviously i completely understand Um, but we also need to be able to relate on just a human level to everybody right um alienation and divisiveness is only going to make uh, making decisions harder. It's only going to make, you know, policies harder. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to have blanket laws and blanket policies. You know what I'm saying? Things that apply to everyone. Um, You know, don't kill anybody. You know what I mean? Like, and once you start to uh, blur the line of these things, it can get to a very dangerous point where people feel like certain things don't apply to them because they don't uh, exist in a certain micro group. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah,
0: agreed, 100%. There, I, there's a couple of prominent articles that came out recently about how we're living in the loneliest era ever. And I think people are lonelier than ever. And I mean, I feel fortunate. I probably feel the least lonely that I have my whole life. But I totally relate to that feeling of it's very easy to feel isolated and alone these days. And that leads to bad things, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Know,
0: you know, that's why solitary is a, is a punishment. And it's a very, it's a punishment that's debated whether it's cruel and unusual as well. So. I mean, it's, uh, it's absolutely
1: inhumane, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we have these studies and these things, you know what I'm saying? Our, our digression uh, from science, you know what I mean? Like what is fact and what is fiction, you know, and the blurred lines between truth and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, we're going in some tricky directions.
0: All right, so uh, question 72. What is something that gives you hope for the future? You say what? What is something that gives you hope for the future? Um,
1: um, skip? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I would say honestly just the youth in general, you know what I'm saying? Like there are still, you know, good parents and good people that are instilling, uh, values, uh, instilling science and history into their kids and stuff like that. So I do have hope that, um, you know, some problems that plague us, uh, will be solved with people that are more detached from those problems, you know?
0: I do think people don't give young people enough credit these days. I think they're, they're also painted with a broad brush. And I've probably learned if not more as, as much as I've learned from older people, from people that are younger than me. And it's, you know, yeah. I mean, has something. I
1: just heard shit, some beats from a guy who's like 18 years old. And I'm like, man, these beats are just so amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't, uh, you know that's just music but you can't discredit the youth at all you know what i'm right. saying even politically speaking uh they can be a lot more um a lot more you know in tune with social conditions now than we are you know what i mean they right. just know a lot more about what's
0: going on so and they're more emotionally intelligent i think you know absolutely that's a big deal All right, number 73. If you're a hip-hop artist in a slasher horror movie, how would you make sure that you survived until the end? And that was an AI question. That was half an AI question. I changed the second half of it. I'm probably going
1: the Busta Rhymes and that Halloween movie route.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to fight, man. Like, I'm not just going to let some guy you know, or whoever, uh, you know, kill me. If if I'm surviving, I'm trying to find a weapon, trying to find an exit, and I'm watching my back and I'm watching my feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Getting tripped up is a big one. You know what I'm saying? So you want to be that guy that's almost annoying in the movie because of how aware he is of the situation.
0: I think L. O. Cool J, he survived a Halloween movie too. I think Halloween H2O, he survived it. I think he might have been a little bit of that. You know, he oh, survived dude, that in is... Deep Blue Sea. I just ruined two movies for people. Sorry. That's
1: hilarious. Um, yeah. I also like Deep Blue Sea or whatever that movie Yeah, that's was. what I just
0: said, Deep Blue oh, Sea. It's... Yeah. My hat is like a shark fin. I have I that on vinyl. That <laughs> till this day, all the time. I have that song on vinyl. I bought it recently because I found it in a bin. So I got I was going to scratch that up or something. but That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, number question number 74. What's some advice you have on booking a show in a new city? Um, I would say try your best to get to
1: like the 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 closest person to the owner of the venue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want to be in direct connection with whoever is con in control of having people there you know what i'm saying every Str- venue
0: i have ever been to has been a political environment where there's struggle between everybody who works there and it's like everybody seems to be very backstabby which is a very is you see that a lot in like the service industry in general i think not to oh, pay- yeah. no, i'm paying with a broad brush here too but it's like you know we've all worked at a restaurant where it was just like bananas mixed with cocaine and, like, <laughs> and that's what a lot of these venues tend to be like um, yeah, absolutely. That's good advice. I mean, you can get. Know who you're talking to.
1: Go to the top of the ladder. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, So, yeah, that'd really be my, my best advice. Um, And I would say uh, don't show all your cards. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, how much you're willing to invest. If your budget is this much, tell them your budget is a little less than that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Typical
0: negotiation strategies, you know? Definitely, you know um definitely know when to negotiate and and when not. One thing that I this is advice I would have and take it or leave it for people. This is more for other people. Is that like um if you're working with a rapper like a known rapper and they 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 you want to do a verse and they give you a price, don't lowball them. Like yeah, it's you know, no way. show some show some respect to the people that, you know, it's one thing if you're negotiating with a friend. But, like, if you're reaching out to somebody who's got a real, you know, whatever, as much as you can, treat the price like the price, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you want to give people what they deserve and what they're asking for. Yep. And a lot of these people have done a lot for free. A lot of these people are not making the revenue they were making previously when we were all buying CDs. Absolutely. You know, that's just one thing I'd say. Just show respect. And, like, even if you have to be like, look, I can't afford it today, but maybe we'll talk in six months or something. Just um, Being honest
1: about what you can afford is really the best way to go you know what i'm saying
0: yep yep especially when when you're working with artists it's always a little different when you're working on the business side with like the um you know the venues and stuff that's when you can i think maybe you'd be a little more creative for their promotion exactly but, you know show love to your fellow artists um all right question 75 do you remember a time when someone was nicer to you than they had to be and they had a positive influence on your life i'm a big proponent of being nicer than you have to be um
1: i would say maybe like bosses in certain job situations you know what i'm saying or co-workers or something like that you know what i mean where uh there's just a certain level of like decorum that's necessary in the environment and i know that they're kind of just being you know being nice because they have to right you know yeah And, and uh but other than that i really don't experience that too often honestly you know what i'm saying even artist wise like if artists really don't fuck with you they're just not really going to you know uh and you can kind of tell when the energy
0: is off you know no i I think all right so i meant when someone was nicer like someone went out of their way to do something for you that they didn't have to do oh to do something nice yeah yeah i might have flubbed that up because uh, okay rambling. um like, people who went out of their way just to say, like, I want to help you just because I, I, I think you're someone who I can help, you know? Um, I would say, realistically, like, like the most,
1: like, uh, the only thing that I could really think that, like, even applies really in my life would be, like, artwork, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, and working with you and artists for artwork, that type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Because uh it's like one of the most important things uh you know to promotion perception the music the shows the logos the clothes you know what i'm saying it is yeah. it's everything you know what
0: i'm saying so i would say definitely the artwork right, well, i didn't mean to make that about me but i appreciate that no, well, I, i'm a big no, proponent of just... that i believe in being nicer than you have to be i think it, it you know it all comes back around you know that's what it's really all about for sure
1: um you've always been very extremely nice to me you know what i mean I say, man. And, uh, uh, in my life i feel like uh I- i'm typically trying to be the nice one
0: you know yes yes and there's a lot it's it's you know be nice until you don't nice until it's that's not the option anymore <laughs> it's you know exactly exactly all right three questions left do you think you're ever too old to be a rapper this is sort of back in the line what i mentioned before but we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop um you know we have some of our hip-hop legends that are in their 60s you know and even probably even older than that um do you think you're ever too old like if you if if Big Daddy Kane or Rakim decided they were gonna drop an album next year I don't
1: think um I don't think you're too old to rap but I feel like maybe performance wise and certain touring and things like that you know what i'm saying right. you might have to take a break from but just like with rock people you can make music forever you know yeah
0: i raps the one thing that's funny that you always see these people go i'm gonna, I'm gonna retire from rapping so many people have retired from rapping so many times jay-z Lupe fiasco all these people joe budden's the only one that's ever actually really stuck with it um but like it's like we get into this thing. Like if you're an athlete, you know your day is going to. At some point, somebody's going to tell you that your, your time playing the kid's game is over. And we get into something that we could that we can hypothetically do forever. And I don't get why people are so quick to want to jump out of it. You know, um, I feel like the the main difference
1: is that rap isn't that old yet.
0: So if we've um, never seen someone that old, so it's hard to picture it, maybe there's no role model. Exactly. You look at Jay-Z now, he's looking more like Basquiat every day. And that dude looks like the elder statesman of hip hop. And you can go, that <laughs> yes, that's what hip-hop at that age looks like. And I like that. You know, I yes, look at that dude as yes. a cool he motherfucker. Would definitely be the prime,
1: like he's gonna end up being the prime example of uh an older person doing hip-hop still at a very high level. You know what I mean? Yeah
0: sure all right two questions left what's a slang phrase you wish would personally wish would go away i'm gonna say that that i'm it's a slang phrase that you wish would go away i'm personally pretty much done with no cap i feel like it came in really hard and overstayed it's welcome but um, um i would say maybe like pause yeah, that's another one I, I could definitely throw out. Yeah,
2: honest. yeah. I just I don't
0: wish have time we, for that. It's like, you know, I don't have time this, for that. It's just so <laughs> ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, that's definitely be my choice. Yeah, all right. Last question. What is a special message that you would give to any members of the San Antonio hip-hop scene who stuck around long enough to hear all 79 questions and answers? Um, The main thing I would say for sure is thank you. You know what I mean? Thank, thank you, you definitely so much. Thank you from
1: both of us. Um I would also say find a hobby. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> this is our hobby. You know, our hobby's recording it. Your hobby can't be listening to it.
1: Like straight up, you know what I mean? But I would also say, you know, that it's very appreciated. You know what I'm saying? If if anything, I hope you got uh more insight uh, into both of us, you know what I'm saying? You and I, both as artists, I hope you got a little bit more knowledge and information about hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I definitely hope that you, um, check out some of the artists and, you know, the music that was mentioned because it's all dope, underrated stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um,
0: yeah, other than that, uh, dabs and espresso you know now, espresso july 10th international dab day it is dropping i cannot wait to hear it um yeah that was one of my favorite yeah, I mean, covers to do and that came together so in right now you know nice man that's very nice i'm gonna indulge in some sleep right now this is like it's 10 36 out here which might as well be three in the morning for me <laughs> hell yeah i mean shit you killed it though man you know what i'm saying Yeah, this went great, man. I really appreciate you doing this. So, um, all right, let's sign off here. Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.